Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The blanks, lair, the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall. You've called down the thunder. Now, get ready for the boom! Is it animated? No, but... Is it the way It's not animated. No, it isn't. That was awful. Okay. That was a terrible guess. That was a shit guess. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I mean, close-ish. You know, it's... So you took out... Whimsical and... Whoever's it is, that gives away the answer. It does. Damn. Okay. I mean, they play it at least once a year. Uh, On BET? No. Damn. Uh, definitely classic. It's not a nigga movie. Oh. Hmm. I don't always do black films. You have sent us a thin layer. Oh, wow. Mm, it's not The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I'm just going to let you have it. I mean, it's like adjacent. Okay. You sure. know what? I'll figure it. Somebody will tell me. Hey, so, guys. Amen. <laughs> mm, I can't be the star of that movie, actually. I'm not fond of what he's doing these days. I will be... Um, I will be... I will be Amy Jo Johnson. Okay, and I will be <laughs> Rebecca Sugar. Is it the Power Rangers? It's not the Power Rangers. Um, but I just watched the new Power Rangers last night. Really? And so was it good, girl? No, it was. Um, it was free for me. Okay. It was kind of. It was what I thought it was going to be. Okay. It was a little edgier. It was very teen esque and great effects. It wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it. Okay, that's almost a good review. Sure. <laughs> Why not? So yeah. All right. Well, this week on Black Excellence, I am dedicating it to Dr. Brandon Rogers. A friend of mine who passed away a few days ago, tragically. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I should have made Brandon Black Excellence ages ago. I kind of feel bad that I had it so he could hear it. But, uh, Brandon, you always inspired me from watching you busting your ass and working to become a full-fledged real-life white coat having badass doctor to actually getting your white coat and being a badass doctor. Like the hard work it took 
to get that and to maintain that and to work your ass off at all kinds of crazy hours and then also dedicate time to the passion you had for making music and that incredible, crazy, like insane voice that God gave you and following that, performing with Boys to Men, going on America's Got Talent, like you just always really inspired me. And I don't even know if I really got to explain or express that to you. But Black Excellence definitely for me. And I know so many people are going to miss you. And God and the angels clearly, you know, needed a new lead and they got it. So my heart goes out to your parents and your brother and sister and all your friends and we'll miss you. That is really sweet. Rest in peace, Brandon. He sounds phenomenal. Always. Never heard him say anything negative about anybody. Never heard him say anything messy about anybody. Was always positive. Just helped people. It's always the saints, man. Yeah. It's always the truly good ones. Right. You know, we don't deserve them. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. But, um, yeah, you did great things while you were here. So Black Excellence for me. Also, lots of great things going on at E3 in terms of blackness. I might save that for another nerdy time, but mm. uh, shout out to Jesse Williams in a new video game. That was exciting to see. Oh, really? Yeah, and some mm. like the new Assassin's Creed is starring a black person. I was going to say, I've been kind of following some tweets from E3, but then I also really don't get like any of, <laughs> any it. of it. Yeah, sure, that's fine. <laughs> but somebody said there's going to be a console game for Steven Universe, which I think yeah, you told so, me so, a while so, back, yeah. but I'm very excited for that, hoping that it comes amazing. out on the machine I have. The PlayStation yes, 4? Yes, the PlayStation it's 4. It's definitely confirmed for that. Oh, okay. Well, then so I can't wait. <laughs> and it seems, it's. I mean, you beat the one that was on the on iPad, the On the so phone, So it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Oh, okay. But, like, I think it'll be way, way more characters and stuff. So, uh, and they're playing it on the TV like as opposed to playing it on your phone, you know, all the graphics and stuff. I just started playing Life is Strange. Oh, okay. I'm on episode three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll try not to spoil it for you, but, you know, have you made any angsty white girl decisions yet? Plenty. Okay. <laughs> Loads. That one's fun. It is. I have restarted Overcooked because it got too hard and I wanted to play it again, but I couldn't oh, okay. earn enough stars. So I just was like, reset. <laughs> the Nintendo, you probably would have liked the Nintendo conference. Lots of things and people you would have recognized. Lots mm-hmm. of Yoshis and Mario. Oh, yes. I know all Mario. Metroids and. Okay, no. no, not Metroid. Okay. Metroid. Let's dial it back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kirby? Yes. Kirby was there and lots of those okay. people. Okay. Yay. Yeah. See, I should have I watched that one. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. 
It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kip Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Um, all right. So today in Sick Side World, you girls have been hankering for a long episode, and I think you're getting it today because um, we're jam-packed. Okay. Um, starting with <laughs> late new- This just came out, like, just a moment ago. Oh, okay. Um, Fresh off the tweets. Madam Lanethia Charmaine Leakes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to name this. Um, posted a photo on Instagram with I need you to see the photo so we can both figure out what's happening. Uh-uh. Oh, no. So this looks like one of the things she probably sold on uh, QVC. Like, is that a candy she loves peach? A shawl. What is... <laughs> she loves a shawl. I have to pull it up on my computer. My God, that is bad. It's giving you like an earth, wind, and fire fringe at the bottom. Is that her QVC clothing line? I'm just assuming it is because it's giving you shawl. <laughs> and she loves those. Like, loves them. Especially with no sleeves. Oh, that is hideous. And then she has like a a, a glass of i don't know if this is supposed to be peach prosecco <laughs> something like that and then there's like a peach on a lollipop in the cut right though see that is so confusing yeah, why that is that confuses that's the why is nini part. not wearing anything under this shawl because she wants you to know that she's not too old to give you sex kitten <laughs> but this looks like photoshopped cool. this looks like this looks like that picture of steve harvey that don't have when he don't have no shirt on oh this is absolutely airbrushed yeah so none of this don't look like her neck oh, or nothing there's a lot of what's wrong with that arm holding the glass in fact I wouldn't be surprised if they snatched this navel from somebody else (laughs) and then just put it on top of her body like just a bunch of hastily assumed body parts oh that's not even the news the news this photo was used um, to uh, promote her new announcement Mm-mm. Caption. It says, it's been a long process, but we finally reached an agreement. All hail the queen for season 10 of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Oh, the threat is back. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but she hashtagged it. Um, So, huge surprise to no one. Right. NeNe Leakes will be on the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hmm. And I can't wait to see her uh, code switching. Code switching. Is it called code switching? Is Nene going to do that, though? Has Nene ever? Oh, you know Nene goes between. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not know. <laughs> when does Nene ever put on her white girl voice? Oh, man. 
<laughs> Usually not with them though. Like right. she does it with Andy when the other women aren't. Yes. Like she doesn't she watch does what happens it with live. Andy. I know. She I've does it that. on almost every other show. But when she was on the new normal, I thought that was just like supposed to be her character. Oh no, because that's what Ryan Murphy wanted her to do was Got be the ghetto it. black bitch that she is okay. because that's what he lives. So for. all right. So <laughs> I just can't wait to see if she's Yikes. gonna give you like a little taste of you know her inner Regina George on in the confessional and this Burger King crown. <laughs> Oh, Nene. You know what? I'm actually not mad at this. I'm not either. Because Nene, if nothing else, she is good TV. And she will go in there and poke at Kendra. Is her name Kendra Kenya? Yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go in. She's going to go in there and get on her nerves. And maybe she'll save Cynthia with a storyline. And she'll it. throw Sheree a bone every now and then. Because Sheree, I feel like Sheree will still be the intermediary running back and forth between. Oh, yeah. That's definitely. You know, all the groups. And of course, Phaedra is looking more and more like she's not going to be coming back. So, <laughs> well. I think that Sheree and Nini will probably be good towards the beginning and not so good by the time the end of the season. Um, I hope they throw like some new crazy Atlanta women in the mix just because. And then I'm hoping that by the reunion time, we'll be working on getting Kenya's ass up out of there next. Yeah, we do need a new girl, but it doesn't need to be a friend of somebody's or I used to fuck somebody. It needs to be some woman who stands up. She is her own independent person. Someone who has a personality that doesn't necessarily have to argue with Nini's but it's strong enough to stand up to Nini because Nini the type of bitch that I feel like if you sitting around a table with her she will very easily dominate all the people who feel like they need to just be quiet and sit down somewhere and like wait for their turn to talk like I feel like she's just she runs over people with smaller personalities um oh I wanted to stick this on to black excellence actually I was just going to say um that I thought Ice Cube actually did a relatively good job checking Bill Maher on his show. And also, shout out to Simone Sanders for holding it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the video um, of her on Tumblr. Obviously, I feel as though every word fell on completely deaf ears, but um, mm-hmm. that's not their fault. You know, <laughs> like, Bill was doing exactly... Do a job. I know somebody from HBO was like, you will go out there and you will let those <laughs> black people cuss you out. <laughs> the... And you will like, do it, William. You will do it. Gonna do it. <laughs> we got too many black shows. Black people fucking with HBO now. <laughs> we don't he, need no drama. He even said something like he says to Ice Cube, like, you know, I said it and it was wrong and I shouldn't have. And I apologized and there's not much more I can do. That. Like, white uh, people, you know, white people ain't actually sorry when they're like, I said sorry. Well, like, what the fuck more do you right. want from me? You're like, I, I can't do anything else. I apologize and everything. We want you to hear and listen and learn and progress. Mm-hmm. And you have no intention on doing that, Bill. And I've been knew that. Like, I right. don't ever plan on watching your show ever. Not that I watched it much prior to this, but I wanted to at least come back and just have a tiny bite of crow because it felt like Ice Cube did a good job. There was even mm-hmm. a moment where he said something like, I feel like everything you said, uh, m- many people could say it's a point that's already been made. Ice Cube was like, not by me. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Shut your ass up. There you go, not by me. And I'm the one sitting here right now. Bill Maher, (sighs) nothing will happen. Just further proves that you knew what you were saying when you said it. Of course you did. And who cares? It's going to be a couple of weeks of things being kind of uncomfortable. And then you'll be right back to normal. Um, Oh, here's something cute. Uh, John Legend won a Tony Award uh, for... (sighs) producing a revival of the play Jitney. Mm-hmm. This makes him one step closer to being an EGOT haver, having 
person. <laughs> yes, amen. As he already has 10 Grammys. <laughs> you <laughs> and know. Oscar for Light Glory yeah. from the Selma biopic. So. I'm here for this. I am too. I hope he gets it. I don't know how he's gonna. Oh, Maybe he's gonna in, produce a show on TV. Yeah. Produce something. I'll like make a really sickening record for like This Is Us or something. <laughs> for This Is Us. Oh, yes. Do they theme song? <laughs> hey now. Now that could work. For real. Something like that. I don't know if you get. Uh, are there music awards? For do, are Emmys? there music categories at the Emmys? I kind of don't think so. I, but I, I don't know. Figure so, it out, John. Whatever it takes. Uh, he's him and that family, Chrissy and Luna. God damn, they are so adorable. Apparently, some people were upset with Chrissy the other day because she made a joke that thought wasn't funny. Oh, Did you well, see that? No, I, I didn't see whichever joke it was. She posted a picture of the baby. I guess that John posted first, and she left a caption that said, "Stealing John's photo. Who cares? Babe? She's not his anyway." <laughs> I was like, that's the kind of joke you make exactly. when you know good and damn well that's your baby. Exactly. What? And she talked about how she was she had fertility issues and they went and they did like the whole sperm bank thing and all that. Like, that's... not to mention the baby looks exactly like her goddamn right. daddy. Not to mention she <laughs> she's definitely like John here and Chrissy here. Just like, takes the teeth just... on the bottom. <laughs> right. That is so clearly John Legend's baby. We all mad at. It's only something to be mad at if who the child's daddy is is really up for debate. Right. That's the only time <laughs> like, to be angry. Fabulous the other day posted a picture of his son with, um. oh, God, the fuck is his name? How could I forget it so easily? Basketball player, mixed, real beady eyes. <sighs> Light-skinned nigga. Carmella? No, no, no. Real, real, real. mixed. He has to be mixed. We're right here. Who are you talking about? Oh, my, Blake Griffin. Oh, <laughs> I said he plays basketball, didn't he? Oh, I thought you said he plays for the Knicks. Okay. I, anyway, so what? I couldn't have possibly said that he plays for the Knicks and been serious or been in my right mind because I don't know who he played for. Didn't he play for the Clippers? Yeah. Okay. So I was well, so confused. Um, Fabulous posted a picture of his son with Blake Griffin and said, uh, I can't remember what, his, what the boy's name is, but he said he here with his real dad. Oh. And that was funny because he kind of does look, look like, like Blake Griffin, oh, okay. especially because both of his kids have red hair. Oh, okay. See, I mean, but like duh, just, like, right. right. Like, whatever, nigga. Laugh, nigga. <laughs> I, right. Especially in today, like, I mean, days like this, <laughs> take them where you can get them, bitch. My God. All the real news. We sitting up here watching the attorney general lie in front of Congress. And y'all don't want to. Ugh. Child. No. What? Too much stress in this world. A shit show. Like, we're, it's just, the thing that, <laughs> it's so frustrating about the government is that it's really just a battle between can you prove it or not? Yeah. That's it. Like, we know you know. Yeah. And we don't care. Like, find the evidence, find yes. the proof. You won't. We burned it. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> right. Do your best. Mm -hmm. Until then, we're going to fuck this shit up. Yeah. Stop us if you can. You can't. I can't answer so that annoying. question because I'm not invoking executive privilege, but I talked to the president, so I can't answer that question. <laughs> like, but that isn't, that isn't a reason to not answer the what you... question. Like, this isn't... <sighs> Kamala Harris had to get him together and then all of a sudden he was nervous and scared. She's my new fan. Oh, because a black woman actually made you answer questions and talk to you in a very pointed manner and all of a sudden you nervous? What a little bitch. What? Ah! God damn, this whole government, they all gotta go. Um, in a surprise that should also come as a surprise to no one. Okay. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, we're just going to keep it going. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> Keisha Knight Rudium is... Uh, Home. Keep Rudy. I know. I know. Guess what she's here promoting? A podcast. Where she will be... I don't remember the name of it or care. I mean, I know that I... I'm actually never going to tell you because I know that one or two or three or ten of y'all are actually going to go look it up and listen to it. I just candidly, Keisha. I wasn't going to say. I I mean, who cares? Like, like, (laughs) niggas were literally doing exactly what you just did as I was hoping you would. Oh, sorry. I don't want to be one of the people that leads y'all to actually go listen to this foolishness. But I also ain't nobody's hater. So go do what you want. However... Uh, It's not shocking to me that after uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam showed up to court with Bill Cosby and was looking at us like, well, you got to have love in your heart. If you don't have love, how are you going to love yourself for RuPaul? (laughs) I mean, sure. Like, what young lady? Right. Like, what the fuck? Okay. And now she's uh, opening up about her experience attending court last week on... (sighs) Her podcast, <laughs> Candidly Keisha. In the eye of the storm. But she will probably also talk about Lisa Wu's ex-husband and, <sighs> you know, The fact that you had that whole dalliance with Ed Hartwell of all people. Now apparently she wants him to go to jail. And, and he was like, well, you the one who was in the same company as a rapist. So maybe I don't want you around my child. <laughs> Yikes. So here we go. But apparently this show is two years old. So... If y'all ain't been listening, y'all probably not about to start. That gagged me because yeah. I could have told you that this was brand new. Like, no, I just found her page on iTunes and she started this in June 2015. So gross. literally two years old. Well, um, either way, she can have at it. When asked uh, how she would feel if he got a guilty verdict or whatever, she said that she would cross that bridge when she got to it, but it wouldn't do anything the love in her heart and blah 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 whatever mm-hmm. Rudy God bless you okay don't right don't care um so last week something interesting was going on with tiny T.I. Tamar <sighs> okay did so we talk about this I don't remember I don't think so huh. all I know is that tiny and T.I. have been Attacking each other with Instagram quotes for weeks. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> Just have. An assault of quotes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, which really you think that people would stop doing after like 10th or 11th grade. But either way, <laughs> here we are. Somehow in all of that, um, I believe it was Tamar. No. T.I., Posted something about Tiny. Oh, I'm back. Okay. You found it. I had to go back in my Rolodex. Mm -hmm. Because it all leads to something fantastic. Who I'm going to just try and do this trapped in the closet style and bring out like the extra. Because it's someone who I haven't mentioned. I'm listening. But it leads to a really great read. Either way. So, it was Logan's birthday. And uh, Tiny posted a photo. Is that Tamar's child? Yes. Okay. Tamar's son that looked just like his dad. Yes, that's right. Tiny posted a photo saying happy birthday to him, so on and so forth. Now, 
Tiny and Tamar may have gotten into it a bit because the other day, Tiny's mama went off on her on Instagram saying she don't say nothing to her grandbabies or she this, that, and the third. Custer, I'll put their business out there. Whatever. She revealed some sort of beef between Tiny and Tamar that who cares about besides Atlanta, maybe. Okay. Um, And so after Tiny posts the picture saying happy birthday to Logan, I think it was T.I. who said something to them about how they, her and, and Tamar needed to work out their issues and it was trying to encourage them to end their bitterness, yeah, which okay. I found interesting. <laughs> uh, for reasons you, we don't need to touch. <laughs> right. So... That is when Tamar posts a picture, like a old, old throwback Thursday-ass picture of Tiny and T.I. talking about, like, way, way, way back. Mm -hmm. And basically does the same thing in this long, long long-ass paragraph that really was about three paragraphs, just not spacing. Uh, Just no spacing or anything. I don't know if you can... Can you space out shit on Instagram? Yeah, you you definitely can. Oh, okay. You know what? If you know how to just just hit hit that button again, yep. yep, That's true. You can definitely do it. Okay. Well, either way, she posts this thing and it's just the same thing, encouraging Tiny to make it work with her husband. Yeah, I saw that. Anyway, somehow in that whole thing, she refers to Toya as paperback Toya. This is Toya Wright, Luane's first yeah, baby mama, Reginae's mama. And I'm confused as to what the paperback comment means. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that Toya wrote a book, and I think the book was about her like failed relationship with Memphis and like re- finding yourself oh. as a woman. I don't know. Like okay. a self-help ladies pick your head up book. I think that's what it was. Don't know. Don't care. Um. So this riles Toya up. I don't know if Tamar was insinuating that Toya stood in between Tiny and Tamar making up, but here's what Toya had to say. Oh, Lord. Via Instagram. First of all, she posted a very unflattering uh, photograph of Tamar Braxton. Man, I love Toya. Edges on edge. Oh. I mean, it was just not a cute photo. <laughs> this is what she said. <clears throat> oh, I can't read all this. Paperback Toya, really, bitch? What? <laughs> I haven't even gotten into it. I know, but I love it already. What does your non-sincere apology and fake-ass public outreach have to do with me? You are the fakest bitch I know. You wrote all of that pathetic attention-seeking bullshit, but you conveniently forgot to tell them why you're really mad. Speak up. Tell them why you and your so-called best friend of 19 years fell out. Why didn't you tell them how petty you really are? What type of bitch gets mad because a friend posts a birthday message about another friend? I guess that's it. I have your answer, though. The same petty-ass bitch that got mad at everyone who went on the real talk show that she was fired from. Now, I believe it was, like, oh. Toya, Tiny, I think Candy, a couple of other people got followed by Tamar Yadol after they fired her ass. <laughs> that's what she's talking okay. about. Okay. I'm sick of you popping off on everybody and then playing victim with yo over-the-top, under-the-table ass. You talk shit about your own sister. It took me a second, but I got it. Me too. You a disrespectful, disloyal, jealous, attention fiend. Your desire to be front and center and have all of the attention even spilled over into the church. Now, this is why I'm still reading, because this is my favorite Go in. People are trying to hear the Lord's word, and you want the people to watch you work. Fake-ass praise. (laughs) (laughs) Woo, Toya is so Southern. Oh, fake ass <laughs> praise. 
Fuck you all days and always. <laughs> <laughs> Love always. Paperback Toya. My new book will be dropping in July. Whew. Hashtag I have time. Hashtag I apologize to my followers. I mean, is she really clowning Toya for having a book out on paperback? That can't be an insult. I what? don't get it. Right. Like, I don't understand I how. I own so many paperbacks. That has to be something that more of them know personally. Yeah, that has got to be it. I don't okay. understand the reference at all. Mm. But Well... Toya said, I'll just go ahead and finish it. Um, <laughs> Wrap that right on up. I don't know if there's been a, re- a response from Tamar since, but... So, why... I, I do kind of now want to know the reason why Tamar and this best friend of 19 years fell out. I do want to... I want the story behind that whole situation. I don't care. Since I just kind of had fun talk about with it. that caption. <laughs> like that. Okay. Fake-ass praise. I mean, that's a good one. And I have always loved Toya. Oh, cute self. I've always really enjoyed Toya as well. I really don't understand what this is all about, but it's really silly, and y'all are grown. Like, y'all could have texted all of this, mm-hmm. too. Like, from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Tiny saying happy birthday to the baby was fine. Especially because I, I don't know if she referred to herself as the child's godparent. I think there was lots of godmoms rolling around. But that should be a testament to how close they were or whatever. Um, So I don't think that was weird. But I did think it was strange that T.I. came out of nowhere, especially in the middle of all of the bullshit that we've been discussing with you and your wife, to then encourage her and her friend to be friends again or whatever. And then here come Tiny with her whole ass dissertation about why T.I. and Tiny should get back together. Like, that's a healthy decision. So you definitely, I mean, like, yes, Tamar. Like, so you definitely ain't my, you've never been my friend girl because you want me to get back with that nigga? Right. And to be like, oh, I'm just, you know, same thing Tip was doing, you know, encouraging people to get over their differences. And I just hate to see a relationship break up after so long. Bitch, have you not been paying any attention though? Because even the people who don't, I mean, but even the people who don't know Tiny, who seriously only know Tiny through like magazines in the 90s and her old music and then being on reality TV today still can see that she is much better off without T.I. So why would you post some shit like that on Instagram? And all of y'all, I would have never thought when Instagram dropped, you could tell me that 40 year old black people would be beefing on Instagram like this. I just would have never, I could have never envisioned it. Grow up. I forgot until the other day that Instagram used to be only on iPhone at one point. Was it? Like when it first came out, remember it was only on iPhone? And then when it came out that it was going to be compatible with Android 2, mm. iPhone with their old uppity ass oh, users. Oh, yes. was like, oh, why y'all this. letting our Android users use Instagram? I do too? remember I that. Like, <laughs> because something about Android users' pictures is always shittier. I mean, it's not like that no more, but it used to be back in the day. Oh, my God, especially on Snapchat. Yeah, on Snapchat, I don't Android know on Snapchat was always like, do you girls focus? Like, what is wrong with this I don't know. Camera? It's like something about Snapchat specifically. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Like, I, Android, there's lots of Android-powered phones that take great photos. So, like, Instagram could be yeah. Plus, there's a million apps that you can use to make a photo look fine. Right. But there's something about Snapchat specifically with Android phones where it looks very different. Mm, I'm not it sure was what that really is. shitty. But I'm going to guess that the app should do something to clear it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what that is. Right, because it's giving y'all a bad reputation overall. But when I look back at old Instagram pictures, they're, they all look kind of shitty. Oh, each and every. All of them like, are like, was this taken in the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> what is, why does this look like And those like whole this? ugly ass frames. Filters. Filters. Oh God, the big black frames yes. <laughs> that you used to be able to put Ugh, Barf. Hideous. Well. Oh, everybody grows up. Moving on down. Uh, 
So uh, Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma uh, still don't like each other. Okay. Uh, let's see where we're at with things now. So first of all, uh, Nicki Minaj will be appearing on 2 Chainz' upcoming album, Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. Okay. <laughs> uh, on a sure. record called Realize, track six, in case uh, oh, no. the song is out now, I mean, the album's out now, and you decide you want to just go jump over there and take a, a quick listen. On the Oh, record, so the song is out. No, no, the album's not out yet. It comes out on June 16th, which I believe is Friday. So if you're listening to this by right? you should, you know, have access to the record if you're just rushing to hear it. I don't think that you need to. I'm just letting you know now. We'll go over it. Okay. Um, On her verse, Nikki says the following at some point. I've been winning eight years consistently. At least respect it. Papoose wrote... An ether record, but I broke a Aretha record. See, this is chestnut checkers. You cannot check the checkers. Did Nas clear that ether record? Nah, but I wrote a Aretha record. So you just I broke a Aretha record, right? So, so you said that twice. Yeah. The thing about a Aretha record is in there twice. Okay, honestly, I thought she was gonna do a realize, realize, realize thing. So I'm just. <laughs> I didn't hear the complete verse. This was just real uh, released during like a listening session or something that Two Chains mm-hmm. was having. I don't even believe Nikki was there, but the song was playing. Somebody uh, recorded it and put it up on Twitter and a bunch of other little gossip sites and stuff. Okay. So it's just a tiny little, you know, snip it. But you can feel however you want to, Nix. It just comes down to the fact that Remy won that one. She just just did. Like it's and and we're done. And and it's over. You can leave it alone now. You know, I just feel like if you're going to, it's not even that. I would still be interested in them going at each other if it was producing good stuff. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. you did the no frauds thing. Um, Really, really pretty video. Not a song anyone cared about. Not even with Drake and Wayne. Not even. Didn't last up there on the charts very long. Mm -hmm. and Didn't have a catchy hook. And just as a response to what I don't give a fuck if Patrick Starr wrote that goddamn (laughs) song, bitch. Like, just as a response. (laughs) Woo! No. Mm -hmm. And then this. Like, first, okay, so let's just dissect. What record of Aretha's did she break? Um, I think most hot 100s on a uh, on Billboard. Oh, okay. Oh, at one time. Yeah. Mm, okay. Or like ever. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. Something like that. Because well, I remember that's, when. That's very good. I remember when um she was like around the corner from getting the record, mm-hmm. and everybody was saying Nicki Minaj is going to take her record. Blah 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 blah. And then she did. And I think it was right around the time that this beef was coming around anyway. So wow. Okay. Most hot 100 hits of any female artist. That is what she is referencing there when she says that. So Papoose. So that includes everything she's featured on? It has to. Gotta. All right, just making sure. <laughs> like, absolutely. And I think, actually, it does, because I remember when they were discussing this at first. And mm. I was saying, first mm. of all, mm. you have to think about the era that Aretha Franklin was in when she was releasing music. It's completely different now. The right. way the music is digested, the way the music is purchased, the way that you listen the to music, the way that you access music. The way it's produced and sold music, and everything. Completely different. Like, 
you like <laughs> whatever. I mean, it's still a great thing, but that's like all Aretha's work. And in a time where, as a black woman, it was even harder to pop off. And it's not like Nicki hasn't done an amazing, or you know, at least something to clap for. Like, congratulations. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. But if it's not even all your songs, no, like the if, it's, bulk of if it it's the majority of it is music. you doing a verse on somebody else's record, to me, that takes away a little bit of the prestige. It does. I mean, if you're going to talk about breaking the woman's record on a song. Yeah, I mean, it's just not something I would brag about unless I, if, if it was like a bunch of my records and then everybody else was featured on my shit. Then, But, you know, plus, me and Nikki, two different people, and she's quite successful, so. Plus, you're saying Papoose wrote an Ether record, but I broke a Risa record. On that same record that Papoose allegedly wrote. We already discussed how don't know why to give a fuck about breaking records and all of that number mm-hmm. shit. Like, you're still addressing this song and you're not rapping better than it. So nobody cares. Like, <laughs> right. stop talking about it. I just don't, you know what I'm saying? And I, it's not even that I don't feel like she could reduce something that I'd be like, yikes, now that was hot. It's just, just like she doesn't mm-hmm. want to. Right. It's like she just refuses or is incapable. It's one or the other. So... But okay, congratulations anyway. From the other side of things, Summer Jam was this weekend, or I think it was Sunday? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, congratulations to Carly Hustle on her engagement. Yay! Congrats, Carly! So you and and Harp's other parents... Got engaged on the Summer Jam stage. I just call them Harp's parents, because that's really what it all boils down to. Really, like, this is what we came for. Like, I'd be going on her Instagram, like, I mean, cute picture of you and your man, but, like... Where's the baby? And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, Harp has her own Instagram. Oh, yes. (laughs) Let me go. (laughs) Let me go check her out. Um, Okay, so Summer Jam, Remy Ma came out, and she had... Young M.A. Accompany, on her, accompany her on stage. She mm. brought out Cardi B. She brought out Lil' Kim. Mm. She brought out Rod Digger, Moe Love, MC Lights. Amazing. Uh, Lady of Rage. And even Queen Latifah came out and performed. That's dope. I don't care what nobody say. And according to Remy Ma, she even contacted Roxanne Shante, Lauren Hill, Deja Love, Dreezy, Yo-Yo, The Brat, Eve, Spinderella, Missy, and Trina. They could not make it due to travel and or prior engagements. I know Missy was Man. running around doing auditions for, I'm not sure if it's a video, a tour, or what. I know. I saw the flyer. Saying. I was like, somebody out there has been practicing at home, and this is their moment. Trina had, you know, being Trina this weekend on TV, letting the girls know about her whole entire a story and rise into legendary status and being that bitch simply. Mm-hmm. Um, Eve was probably just somewhere being wealthy with her white husband and, <laughs> you know, the like. So, um, you know, that was nice to see all of those women on stage together supporting each other and she yeah. very quickly a bunch of legends got to scoot them off and jump right into fuck Nicki Minaj <laughs> and perform sheep <laughs> and it was like, here we are again. <laughs> like, we're right back. Every time I hear you wore a pink diamond chicken wing chain, it takes me right back out. <laughs> it takes You had a left beehive on your head. Like, it's funny immediately. It but... takes me right back out. Uh, she didn't do the whole song. She just maybe did, like, first. Well, good, because it's a seven and a half minutes off. off. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Do the first verse or, you know, whatever most popping. You're fine. Of course, the fans were seething and it is what it is. I mean, I feel like at least... It's a song she had already done. 
it was Summer Jam, so that's kind of tradition. Yeah. And she released a remix to Mask Off the other day and kind of said that she was going to do this. So it was like, whatever. She put Nikki Face up on the screen like she was like yeah, having an obituary. It was just... Yeah. It was what it I was. I mean, what did y'all expect? I just kind of... I mean, of, I knew this was going to Right. Happen. I felt like this is exactly what was going to happen. Like, I'm glad she brought out all them legends and everything just for y'all to get a... a a good look at how female rap has changed over the years and like all these different people that don't always get their props and all that. But I absolutely knew that she was going to take her time at Summer Jam to oh, do yes. that. Absolutely. Like, For why sure. wouldn't I mean, you she? Too. Like, right. Like, you had to. I'm sure Nikki was waiting on it because yeah. she had to have known that it was happening. So The fact that all of those women were like, yeah, girl, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and did you see Cardi B? Because somebody was like, uh, the, the Nikki stands were pissed at Cardi talking about, I can't believe that you took sides and this, this, this. And Cardi was like, uh, excuse the fuck out of everybody, but I'm not going to turn down no legendary opportunity over somebody else's beef that I'm not a part of. I went and did my thing and I that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. Thanks. Like you stands be keeping up mess thinking that other people are invested the They're way they are. Huge, huge, huge part of it. Like y'all shit. are watching the game. Cardi is playing it. So she's not going to feel the way y'all do. Period. What? I don't give a single fuck about Nikki and Remy beefing on some shit. If I get a call talking about, bitch, you want to come share the stage at Summer Jam? Hell oh, yes! by the way, Queen Latifah is going to be there, too, and a whole bunch of other bitches that you grew up watching right. that have been Cardi is from game, the like- fucking Bronx. What? Are you serious? Y'all thought she wasn't going to take her ass? Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Like, don't be fucking Ridiculous. stupid. And when she came out there, motherfuckers was hype. Of like, course. They were really excited yeah. to see Cardi and do that, that song. What is that? That plot? remix I always refer to it as a supply song yeah I mean I know you said that stuff I'm not actually taking the time to hear it that's the only song of hers that I know well it's not the only song of hers well I liked I her mixtape I like I really did like the her first mixtape. one the or the latest one oh there's Is a new, there one? A new one see now I know she has loads Googling. of new music but I don't know if that <laughs> project is out or not I just don't Cardi care to hear B. it. She got me with that ran off on a bitch twice, but Oh, there is a gangsta bitch music volume too, but it came out in January. How am See? I this late? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You hear nothing. <laughs> I gotta listen to that. It's not a good time. <laughs> anyway, I hope that they both go on to go and do their thing uh without discussing each other. Because this doesn't seem like like from a lyrical standpoint, from like a musical standpoint, it doesn't seem like it's going to get much better than it has already. So I just, I'd love to, for them to just continue to do the best that they can mm-hmm. in their individual careers without referencing each yeah. other at this point. I would love for both of them to just kind of let this be that, but I feel like this is probably the third time I've said that. <laughs> oh yeah, this is not. This and is nobody's, yeah, nobody is letting up. The summer's just starting, bitch. First of all, Nikki hasn't addressed this in an interview or anything yet and it's, I, I know it's not that she's not going to I mm-hmm. think it's about who she's going to do it with I'm guessing it's going to be like an Angie Martinez or something and she's going to wait until her album is like announced and she's ready to drop it to go in there and then you know throw her shade or whatever but okay. I've been said even after No Frauds came out or maybe it was before that she was going to take jab after jab after like a bunch of small jabs mm-hmm. rather than one huge chunk of fuck you and I'm done because <laughs> that's what she did to Lil' Kim you remember after yeah. Lil' Kim came for her and then she did the 
raggedy or whatever when she came back she was dissing Lil Kim whether it was like blatant or subliminal mm-hmm. our records for like a solid year yeah like, I remember. like forever so I don't think this is gonna be much different <sighs> she right. posted a video on Instagram the other day I don't know if you saw this it was quite funny I guess uh, she was headed to Prague uh, oh I saw this tragic jet. mess <laughs> And she's just in, like, a little pink number, and she goes, attention! Over the jet engines. Like, right, like she had to holler. Over these propellers. Attention! This is how bad bitches leave London and go to Prague. You bitches can't even spell Prague. And then she literally twirls. Yes, she twirled. Like a Kenya Moore gone mm-hmm. with the wind fabulous twirl, which was troubling. It was bad. It was poorly executed. And then she gets on her jet. That's her whole, you know, her thing. With that long ass weave. Let me tell you something. I'm going to get shit for this. I don't care. Are you still? No, I loved the the weave. Mm -hmm. I loved the color. I loved the blending. I loved the length the most. Mm -hmm. I personally felt like. The weave canceled out a bit of the stunt because those ends. (laughs) Oh, God. I was hoping you was going to say something about them wispy ass ends. Peanut buttery. (laughs) Like, those ends were giving you hard on. Like, Like, I I know Nikki does not have to budget with bundles. I know that. So, let's just trim this to something that looks nice and healthy and just same thickness all the way across. But just... I don't understand Nicki Minaj doing stuff. Like, who is that for? Who, whoever said, oh, I bet Nicki Minaj is broke as fuck. I bet Nicki Minaj got to book a, a flight on Delta to go from London to Prague like the rest of us. I think it's just her being like, what I'm not this? worried about you hoes. It's Summer Jam or whatever. I'm about to get on my private jet and go to Prague to go do whatever's happening. Meanwhile, right the now. white people who fly the jet or, <laughs> or work at the airport or whatever are looking like, uh, so are y'all, is she... I'm sorry. Is she on Instagram? <laughs> Somebody's going to say, your British accent is really bad. I know. Yes. I know well it. Well aware. I try so hard with accents, but everybody's like, please don't disrespect my culture. Either, either way it goes. I just, you know, Nikki, you've still got flow. You've still got a uh, personality. Gotta Y'all got to go. Um... And I think that that's going to be your best friend when it comes to releasing this music. I mm-hmm. don't doubt that she's going to put out an album and I'm going to like one or two songs off of it or whatever. But just as a whole right now, this whole weird back and forth with Remy Ma and stuff, I just feel like it's in her best interest to eject. And Remy as well. Because Remy, you won. And I don't think that many of us doubted that she would lyrically. Mm-hmm. However, like, you got to eject now too, sis. Yes. Because it's going to teeter on, like, the edge of, okay, girl, what? Like, like let's you know, don't all, be a sore winner. Let's all put out music and and let's all focus on being good rappers and making good music. Like, let's just do that. That would be fun too, you guys. This is not the end. No, it's not. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm about to do this, but. How bad could it be? Katy Perry had a thing this week. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) I deliberately did not. Okay. So it was called um, Witness Worldwide. And um, basically, Katy Perry decided to um, barricade herself inside (laughs) 
with a bunch of Big Brother-ass cameras and some other famous people, I guess, and just cry and sing some music, I guess, and play the guitar. Um, sometime during this weekend, she had Ray come and sit Indian style on the couch with her. And, uh... I swear to you, I deliberately did not watch this because I saw Katy Perry. <laughs> and I said, I won't, I, I will not click it. As a part of his podcast, they discussed, uh, cultural appropriation. And Katy Perry wants you to know she's very sorry. I actually don't even remember if she apologized or not, but she basically said that she had a friend, a lady friend of hers, who helped her through her cultural appropriation. And she listened to them. She said, I won't ever understand some of those things because of who I am. Yeah. I will never understand, but I can educate myself. And that's what I'm trying to do along the way. And she talked about the braids. She talked about the time that she, I don't remember what award show it was, but she performed and she had like, I think she was wearing a kimono and had a whole mm-hmm. bunch of Asian women yep. dancing in yep. kimonos and shit. Like, she like brought up a few examples of moments where she now knows she's been called out for cultural appropriation and, um, you know, said that she's taking the time to learn and she's just a silly old white girl who didn't know no better. And <laughs> Oh, okay, Katie. <laughs> um two things aggravated me with this. One, um, I thought it was annoying that she said I won't ever understand some of those things I'll never understand. But I can educate myself. Like, the whole point of educating yourself is so you'll understand. Like don't say you'll mm-hmm. never understand. We want you to understand. That's why the fuck we keep yelling at you so very, very loud so you can hear us. I thought she meant she wouldn't understand like racism or something like that. She's talking about everything. Cultural appropriation, <laughs> her involvement in it and everything just being to do with people of color. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just Got why you. I can't wear my hair like this. Why I can't why just I can't appreciate put a Japanese culture the way I want. All of that. <laughs> Um, Got you. Another thing that aggravated me is that she said something that was similar to what Caitlin was trying to say when Amanda Seals cussed her ass out, which was that... Now that I did see. Oh, who didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Who did? Let me tell you something. That was phenomenal. Caitlin was pissed. She wasn't like, ready at all. Caitlyn was so mad. <laughs> like, she was sitting there she like... She was irate. Uh, she wanted to say, I hate you so bad. <laughs> face. Like, she was livid. How does black bitch gonna tell me Shut about up, myself? Shut up, nigger bitch. <laughs> right, like, fucking monkey, you don't tell me about what's fucking right. negra whore. How dare I'm you? I'm trans. <laughs> I have I issues too. Struggles. Yes, girl, and you don't know much about that either. Because trans people <laughs> okay. cut your ass out too. Okay, we watch trans people drag you on your time own show and time again. So and you still didn't learn. So, but yeah, shout out to Amanda Seals because she that let was, that bitch have it. She was like, and furthermore, as someone who's trans, you should understand why America don't rock with me the way it rocks with you. You should be able to get that because of your trans identity. And Kayla was just sitting there like trans identity <laughs> like what like i'm still white and rich <laughs> you don't talk to me how you are kayla was like so i mean because amanda was saying something about you know like we don't feel the same way about this country and she was like i mean kayla was like you don't just like we don't just have a shared love for america yeah, i just love this country don't you don't you it- Amanda was like, uh, you can say that know? because your experience is different than yes. mine. I had to break down the difference between being yes. um, 
what is she, hostile? Yes. Between hostility hostile. and being passionate about passionate. what you're talking about. And I feel like Katy Perry did something similar in saying that, you know, it's hard to digest, you know, the issue and whatnot when people are coming at you like that. And she basically needed for somebody to say with love, mm-hmm. bitch, you wrong as hell and sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah. Like, girl, <laughs> listen, let me explain something to you. Let me break something down for you. We tired of being nice to y'all. Yeah. We've been trying to do that shit for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds Trash. of motherfuckers years we ain't gonna do it no more we're gonna yell and then hopefully you have a woke white friend who loves you (laughs) who will break down and translate that shit to you in an old strawberry shortcake ass way so you'll feel better about yourself we're not going to be holding your hands and babying you and walking you through and spoon feeding you through your ignorance girl Mm -hmm. and furthermore you're a full grown ass white woman with the same haircut that Miley Cyrus had when you cussed her ass out so don't act like you ain't never heard half this shit before you could have understood you could have taken the time to try and get it you didn't Look at the house. Look at the children that you kind of helped raise part time. I guess you were kind of there sometimes. But look at all of them. Like you didn't learn anything through the experiences of these card. These Kardashian girls brought in a truckload of black men. And at no point did you start thinking about how different identities might cause somebody to have a different experience in America. Oh, I was talking about Katie. You're still. Oh, yes. Sorry. No, I'm still. I'm still really stuck. (laughs) But you are also right. (laughs) I mean, just fuck Caitlyn Jenner. Every time I think about like. Like, trans people must be so mad that she's one of the most visible people in like the whole movement and everything like of all people this bitch like you just she's useless as far as I just don't feel advocacy like she really, is concerned it seems like she she came out um and was living her life and everything and maybe just kind of felt like the pieces would fall together yeah. and it just seemed like time to, like that was the effort with the I am Caitlyn show mm-hmm. and that just ended up being like I'm getting dressed today and then they had like a yeah. line of people who actually have been doing the work mm-hmm. set up to cuss her ass out right. for the rest of the episode and it's just kind of disheartening to see that on the other end of that it doesn't seem like she's really learned much mm-hmm. because that whiteness that. and that wealthiness means that the transness doesn't have to really be that big of a deal she doesn't face all the problems that everybody else does like she has some of it but like you know Trans people make it so much less than everybody else, or having higher rates of homelessness that and shit has like to be that. Explained to her, she doesn't get it. She's like, well, so "I'm crazy. trans and I have got a great life." Again, and- it reminds me a lot of white gay men and oh how they will be racist God, as yes. fuck to your motherfucking face, and then when you cuss them out, they're like, "But I'm gay." Right, like I don't, I understand. My life has been no crystals. Right. Like, I'm a what? minority. <laughs> I was reading something the other day that says funding to a lot of LGBT organizations has dropped off since marriage equality because that's what rich white gays were worried about. Mm -hmm. And so now that they have their equality, they're like, uh... Peace to the rest of y'all. Understand, like, y'all have, like, really high suicide rates and you guys don't get hired or something. Yikes. Sounds kind of scary, girls. Good luck out there. Like, it's really all about them. It's just, and Kaylin is no different. Kaylin has spent so many years in society the way she did. She's still rich. She's still white. She's not going to change. 
She's never mind. Don't I just do that. don't want to hear about her anymore. No, you know? but I am glad that a black girl got in that ass. I am, I am like, so glad to her face, <laughs> yes. and there were cameras around so I could watch it. She was like, "I'm not going. I'm not going to sit here and stare and then tweet at you about it later, bitch. I'm about to get in that ass right." Black excellence now. for you as well. <laughs> Insecure season two, July twenty third. That's right. Or That's twenty first. No, it's I think 23rd. it's the twenty third. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the trailer came out, but I haven't watched it yet. I'm saving it. So either way, all of the uh, whole like tear tear I'm just a simple white woman go oh, somewhere with that like I don't really feel like a lot of y'all are making a concrete effort to try the way that you think that you are and there's this just this real frustrating disconnect between between these types of white people and people of color or different cultures who are trying to explain to y'all why you're wrong over and over again. Like, mm-hmm. do you think about it from the perspective of people who have to say this like five times a month to some dumb celebrity all year, every year? Like, we do this all the time. And then not only, like, we have to deal with the percentage of y'all who want to cry about us not saying it nicely. That's just y'all. Like, <laughs> that's just a few people who are actually act like they're trying and blah, blah, blah. You, we're not even discussing the motherfuckers who will look at us to our face and be like, well, we don't see the fucking problem and you should be glad that we appreciate this, that, and the culture. And there's nothing wrong. And cultural appropriate, cultural appropriation isn't a real thing. Like, even Whoopi Goldberg black ass was belittling cultural <laughs> appropriation on the fucking view. So we have to deal with pushback from people who are already trying to like act like there's nothing wrong with what these people are doing and that we're just bitching and moaning and complaining about something meaningless again but you want for us to be extra nice when we say it to you and not being so hostile oh, yeah, we can't breathe does she find herself some, some meek mannered soft spoken black woman and be like Katie dear this is why what you said was wrong like is that what happened she just said a friend of hers I don't think she referred to the like the person's race mm. so I don't know if it was a white woman black woman green woman Gotcha. Woman. I don't know who what this woman's color was, but she just said it was a friend of hers who pulled her aside with love and was like, girl, let me tell you why you're wrong. And yeah. I mean, if that helps you get a few steps forward, fine. But don't expect for every time you do something ignorant that people of other races and cultures and ethnicities are just going to, you know, approach you with love. Right. We don't have to. I don't even buy your music. Yeah. So what the fuck? I mean, and there are people who can be like, oh, okay, you said this and you've learned. I'm going to give you a chance to see where you go. And there are going to be people who are like, uh, I don't care. Fuck her. Music's not good enough for me to give a shit and I'm just never going to be here for that bitch. And both of those are fine. You can pick whichever one you feel good with. I personally don't have to give to Katy Perry in addition to, because I just do not fuck with her music. I, I just, don't like it. So, and she has a couple of songs in her catalog. Yeah. Think, oh, she cute. does. But I'm like, don't. I wouldn't buy a body of her work. Yeah. Just because it's mm-hmm. not for me. Personally. I would just buy the singles that I like, and that would be that. Right. Katy Perry has never been for me, and so that is that is also fine. If you girls care, go right on ahead and care. And again, I don't hate Katy Perry. I just don't care about her. Like I don't care about her. Like I don't like Taylor Swift. That is complete. Because Taylor Swift, I feel like not only does she not get it and she has been accused of it she will come full force at you about how dare you treat white women this way taylor gets it and (laughs) she don't care because how dare you talk to me like that i am a white woman ever in america disrespect one dirty blonde (laughs) strand of hair that's right (laughs) you monkey taylor rose swift is not having y'all shit did you see she put her music on spotify the The same same day yes 
Huh, now, had she actually taken a spot above Katie, that would have been crazy. I think Katie still came out at number one, but like, had had the Taylor army, what I don't know what they call themselves, had they actually mobilized to do something about that, I probably would have fell out laughing. That's that's petty as shit, man. And, and her go, Katie apologizes to Taylor Swift. I don't watch anything about her, but the headlines yeah. are like nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that DeRay video, again, I refused to watch it. But people were quoting it on my timeline all day and all this shit. It was like, I'm, I don't have to watch it. Like, I, I can sit here and saying, read the transcript. Great job, Katie. So proud of you for learning. Oh, and the stuff Katie like Cats? That. Were they and I watched that? it and I was like, nope. did she seem genuine like she had truly learned something no she she... did Uh, you know because I probably would be going 10 times harder on her if if I could tell if it was a Bill Maher apology yes she definitely seemed like someone got through to her or is getting through to her and stuff like that so I have to give her a couple of points for at least seemingly making an attempt to learn something Mm -hmm. out of all of this. But I just was annoyed by her saying she'll never understand. Don't say that. We want you to understand. That's the point of us saying this shit to you all of the time. And I was annoyed by the whole, you know, say it with love. I don't got no love for you. I don't even buy your music, girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't. mm -mm. don't. Yeah. This is for the people who care and felt conflicted about Katy Perry because of her actions and they just loved her music so much. I am not one of those people, so... Uh, oof, all right. Uh, Tanache. <laughs> now, why are you laughing? <laughs> I mean, who would... Hey, this is just great. All right, so... <laughs> Tanache had an interview. I think it was with The Guardian. That's where I'm reading this. I think they're the ones that interviewed her. Okay. Um, um the whole interview felt like Tanache's reasons for why she ain't popping. Like, that's that's yeah. what it felt like to me. It was, you know, oh, the label was paying more attention to Zayn Malik or Malik. I still don't know how to say his last name. I think it's Malik. Malik. Or whatever. Um, apparently, Rihanna's people tried to take uh, the title track from her album, which randomly came Joy to Cheryl just accused Nicki Minaj of doing the other day. But yes, Joyride is the name of it. Okay. Um... I think she may have got it back or something. I don't know. But there's a whole lot of um, what was me stuff in here. Although, mm. I did appreciate that she clearly seems very determined. Like, she's very clear on not having a plan B. And she's going to make it one way or the next. She's going to do what she wants to do. Um, it says that uh, the background image on her phone is a generic photo of a Grammy. Yeah, I saw and that. It will stay like that until she can swap it for one of her own, it says here. Now, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because now (laughs) when the internet approached me about this story, they were saying that Tanache was blaming the black community uh, for having a part in her lack of success, saying that the black community doesn't fully uh, accept her because she's light-skinned and mixed. Now, when I read the article myself, it didn't seem like that's what she was saying. It seemed like she... First of all, she said that if you're a Black woman um, in the music industry, you either Beyonce or Rihanna, or basically they don't see you. 
And then okay. they were talking about her experiences, like, in school and stuff. And that was, like, the typical Claudia Jordan story of I'm mixed, and so I don't really know where I fit in. Yeah. And I feel like Black people kind of judged me and stuff. Which I've always found interesting, because most people that I know who are mixed, like, biracial, whatever, mm-hmm. and have Black blood, I usually just look at them as Black. Half the time, I don't even remember they mixed. So, like, <laughs> I didn't know that she has a father from Zimbabwe and her mom is Danish. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought she was just light-skinned. Oh, no. I figured she was mixed, but I, I think seen it. I think when people talk about, you know, oh, you know, life was so hard as me, hard for me, you know, growing up because I was mixed and everybody was, like, mean to me about it. I feel like that's usually coming from people who are, like, fighting back against a culture that tells them something is wrong with them because they don't look like you. Like you are held up as the standard of blackness and they are shitted on for the, for the way they look. But you know, that's Tanache's experience and she's allowed to have her experience. You know, you know? you're allowed to have gone through some shit and have hurt feelings and people were mean to you. Like that's all real. You can have that. I'm not trying to dispute none of that like all of that is fine (laughs) all i'm saying is that after reading this shit myself it did not seem to me that what she was she didn't seem like she was blaming the black community for her not having a grammy or whatever it seemed like that was just another thing she was saying like oh life ain't been easy for me being light-skinned you know niggas don't really like me sometimes and some of the dark-skinned girls with uh, Platts used to like, <laughs> steal my textbook. So yeah. whatever. Um, so what that just kind of skin, bitch. Thank you, cute. <laughs> I mean, I do know a lot of girls yeah. used to do that, mm-hmm. and I know. And where I that do comes know a lot of light skinned girls who thought they was cute. Oh, <laughs> both. You know, like I know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying myself. I've never, I've never really understood that fully, just because. Most people, if I see you, if you're, you know, have black blood in you, you clearly yeah. black and you identify with that as mm-hmm. well. I'm if not you call like yourself you black, I'm going here. to call you black. Right. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to call you mixed if you tell me that you're black and one of your parents is white. Like, I'm not because I don't care. Clearly, you grew up as black in this society and, and I get it. So, yes, like, fine. She mentioned something about colorism in the black community, but I don't even think she was saying it like colorism is the reason nobody likes me. Yeah, no. It's she more was like, not saying it from the perspective as a, of us, the community, as consumers yeah it was more so just niggas haven't always been nice to me because i'm biracial mm-hmm. or right and it's confusing sometimes like right because i am one of you okay and i totally get that yeah and i feel like you should but that's that's your thing you should have love and appreciation for every side of you mm-hmm. i don't think that you should feel you know like you just fully black and your white part is nothing like i just, yeah again like you said that's her experience and she's free to experience it feel it express her thoughts on it however she wants to yeah so that just leads me with okay so then what are we talking about here like right why so <laughs> what is tanache's problem right so so that brings us back to the question of so why hasn't tanache popped and i think it is just I wish that was here right oh lord because he would have a couple of answers we talk about this all the time oh, see. I, I just feel like she doesn't it's uh, her should be all over the place like her Aquarius album which was the first album I had listened to from her I felt like that shit was more mixed than she is and I did not like it it was like lots of her fans were like no Fury you have to listen to her mixtapes and stuff first oh she has mixtapes she had like 
maybe two mixtapes, maybe three that had come out before her, two on and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And those albums are are mixtapes. They're better than Aquarius's. And they just feel more cohesive. Aquarius felt like she was making the music that she wanted to make and that she had been making. But then the label was also like, all right, well, which ones are hit? And girl, you can dance too. So let's get you in studio with Schoolboy Q or whoever. And it just is always feel all over the place. And then she like puts out some records and it's like, either the song is good and the video trash or the video is cute and then the song is done. Mm. Like I remember she had this song with Young Thug called Party Favors and I felt like you know it was a cute little upbeat bop and I thought she was gonna give you like some colors and dance in the video and then the video ended up looking like like a meth den. Like okay. it was just like <laughs> I didn't get it. It was just weird. And then she had another song with Chris Brown mm. called Player and Okay, again, you know Tanache could dance. Yeah. Most people who have heard of Tanache or seen the Tanache video probably know that she can dance. If you know anything about Chris Brown, you know that that nigga could dance. Mm -hmm. So you would think that in this video, these two are going to be dancing like crazy Yeah, choreography would be crazy. No! She had like... Here was what was crazy about that video. It was like they were... Oh, that's a wasted opportunity. Crystal... Y'all could have capitalized off of the strength of that video... Not only did they not dance together, the whole video was like her battling other dancers and it was almost set up like it was a video game. So she would like dance with this one guy and then she beats him and then she danced with like another guy and then maybe a girl or something. And Chris Brown is supposed to be like a final boss. So she literally has these elaborate dance routines, this crazy choreography with three other dancers. And then she gets up with Chris Brown and they just start grinding. What? <laughs> and I was like... I think he, like, picks her up at one point and spins her around. But there was, like, no actual choreography no, bitch, between the two of them. it was supposed to be an extended dance sequence. What? I'm like, what? I'm thinking, oh, this sounds like a great idea. And then there's, like, a final dance-off with Chris. Yes, it's going to be lit. Wow. And they did nothing? Like, grinding? What? Humping? What? Me and Asasa was watching one of her concerts one time, and she... She has a nice, you know, build. She's a little, like, petite and has mm-hmm. a nice body, obviously, probably from dancing her ass off all the time. Yeah. I don't know. But she came out. She had, like, on, like, maybe it was, like, a leather number. I don't know. But it was, like, I don't know what you call a midriff in current day society. <laughs> <laughs> I Whatever. Her belly was out. And she had, like, some short shorts and some Oh, she had on boots. a bandeau top. Yes. Okay. And then she had on, like, this long trench coat. And I'm thinking, okay, like, that's how the show starts. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, it's giving you, like, mystery and whoop and ring the alarm at the VMAs, yeah. whatever. 2017 and she's Mary gonna J. snatch this shit off and give you body. She performed in that goddamn trench coat for, like, five, six songs. I was like, girl, take this shit off. What? And then she finally takes how it off. How does she dance in the like coat? A, I mean, she still was able to hit wow. her marks. That bitch can dance. And she has a cute voice and she's gorgeous. So she's got the ingredients. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, she needs, like, a creative director or somebody to be like, no, or take that off or do this. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some photos of her doing really weird shit, like pretending to lick tiny toilets. And I, she takes like a, these really <laughs> weird, weirdly suggestive photos all the time. It's just like, what there's are more, you she's selling like lighting us? Her, her tongue on yeah, fire. Yeah, like, what are you doing? And then the the cover for Ride of Your Life, which is another song I like, she's got like a toy truck in her mouth or something. Right. Like, and it's like, so what? what is this? I'm just trying to like get her. 
You know, that's <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I have literally nothing against Tanisha. If she Neither gave me, me a song for the summer, I would play it. I Same. really would. Like, I I really want to like your music. I've seen videos of you dancing. I think you're so talented. But other than that two on song, I can't tell you another Tanisha song that I just was like. And I I tried Aquarius for Asante. Cause when he when he's like, please give this person a try, I no, do it, and that's how I got it. on the Big Shine. But I could not with Aquarius. One of her mixtapes prior to Aquarius is actually really good. I felt like from beginning to end, but I don't think she's put out anything since then that I've listened to the mm-hmm. whole thing and been like, this is a great cohesive album from start to finish. It was quite consistent, and I enjoyed it. It feels like it's a struggle. Between her trying to make what she want to make and, like I said, her label being like, no, we want yeah. you to have a number one album and we want you to dance like Sierra and look like Beyonce and make music like Rihanna mm-hmm. and just be, be Sienna. <laughs> I mean, and I think you could do it in your own way. Like, you don't, you don't really have to make Rihanna's music, but if you put out something that niggas can dance to... Like you, you have it. You have everything else. So it sounds like she's not gonna stop till she gets what she wants. So which I hope is she great. Figure, yeah, I hope she figures out the sound that works for her and her fans. She just got to get that recipe down. Yep. Because she's got everything else. She does. So good luck to Tanisha. <laughs> but for y'all who were ready to rip her ass in half over this, I just, just go read it. Because I haven't read like a response from her or anything if she has responded to the backlash. But I just read this with like the tiny bit of knowledge I have with words and like definitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe it did frame the comments in a way to set her up, but I didn't feel like mm-hmm. that after I read it. So. Well, I just did not really care enough to look till just now. And even still, I've only skimmed it. But I think the tweet that promoted it made it sound like Tanache blames the black community for low sales because she's light skinned and, and mixed. Right. And so, you know, confusing tweets plus niggas stay mad equals you about to get dragged. <laughs> so last but not least, um, I think the Amber Rose Slut Walk is in September or October or something. So I don't know if promotion has mm, already begun. Fun. But um, the other day, Amber Rose posted a photo on Instagram of herself in just a little light jackety moment or something. I like a black bikini top mm-hmm. and that's Nothing it. Else. <laughs> like pussy. And some fur. <laughs> like, that was it. That was it. A full frontal photograph of Am on Instagram with her burning bush <laughs> right there for everyone to see. Um it has since been removed. Of course. Um, but not before plenty of people got screenshots, made memes. And now there is even an Amber Rose challenge of some sort where people are recreating the photo in all sorts of ridiculous, obnoxious, <laughs> hilarious ways. Of course. Um, the internet. I don't. You know what? In the name of feminism, ladies first. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so Amber Rose does this. Yeah. This is not new. At all. And, of course, it's for attention because if she is trying to raise awareness for her slut walk, which I still can't tell if Amber Rose is, like, seriously trying to be a feminist with this or Thank not. You. I oh still my God. can't really figure that part I'm out. I'm so glad you said it first. Thank you. Because <laughs> right. it still kind of feels like you're trying to... St- 
I don't know, girl. The empowerment behind this doesn't feel like it's been fully fleshed out. It sounds like, you know, we're owning our sexuality and we're not whores. And don't call us that when feminism runs just a little bit deeper than, you know. Right. And even the slot walk itself. But again, I do fully support you putting your vagina or your your pubic mound on the internet. Let me be real, because somebody's going to say, excuse me, Crystal, you have a vagina and you should know that is the canal and the labia minora image. I know. Sorry, girl. <laughs> Just get it out the way now. Like, Amber Rose can be free to do that and that is fine and all that. I just don't think Amber Rose is a feminist in a way that is going to make a profound or real change in girls' lives. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all. Thank you. <laughs> That's all. This is exactly why I had to volley that shit over to you first. Because I was like, I don't want to speak from a place. Because here go the man talking privilege. about this bitch. <laughs> no, I don't have a problem. I'm I was not surprised by that picture being on Instagram at all. I was actually more surprised that when it got deleted, she posted a picture. Or a little clip on Instagram with a caption that says, when IG deletes your fire-ass feminist post, but you really don't give a fuck because everyone picked it up already. Hashtag Amber Rose slut walk. Hashtag bring back the bush. So my thing was like, girl, you really thought she was going to put your pussy on Instagram you know and you then we're going to leave it there? bare genitals on Instagram. You know good and damn well that violates the terms of service. So what I wanted to say, and I feel more comfortable in saying now, is that I don't, it's not that I don't think Amber Rose is a, a feminist or, you know, means it or whatever. I just feel like a lot of her behavior behind the fight for feminism is questionable. Mm -hmm. Because I just don't, like, if you would have put that shit on Snapchat, Twitter even, Tumblr. Oh, it was on Twitter. Like, they would have, I don't know what the policy for nudity and stuff is like that on on those applications, but I know there is hardcore porn on Twitter, Snapchat, and on Tumblr. So, putting (laughs) it on Instagram and then being like, like, if she would have put it on Instagram and they would have snatched it and then she would have been like, Kiki, then I would have been like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. Amber Rose just being Amber Rose. (laughs) But you being like, you know, the fact that they deleted it and acting all aggy about this shit. Like, girl, you know you can't put your fucking Volvo on the gram. <laughs> they would have deleted any random bitch who, who did that, though, Amber. That's not you. That's not an anti-feminist thing. That's a no bare genitals on Instagram thing. <laughs> that is not, you know, taking away your right to express yourself and your sexuality and all this. Like, you are absolutely free to do that, but Instagram is not your platform. I just really hope that with all of this discussion and feminism and the fighting and the walking and all of the basketball wives being there and all of that shit, I hope that a lot of the girls, a lot of the women who really struggle with derogatory labels, who have may have been, like, assaulted or harassed and dealt with victim blaming or actual attacks or anything, Mm -hmm. like, oh, the people who are following this stuff, are doing more research or getting more information than just from Amber Rose. Because it just simply feels to me like Amber just does a little extra stuff like this sometimes that I don't even mind. But then when people say, girl... You're being kind of extra. Then she's like, so you're saying I'm a slut? Because I'm a feminist. And we are allowed to do this. And I was simply saying, women, you don't have to shave your bush if you don't want to. Although the last time I saw Amber's pussy, it was bald like she is. Yeah. But. It was. If it's not now, cool. I just feel like. I don't know. I just. I, I want there to be more than mm-hmm. just this. And I, I don't know. Maybe she's not equipped 
to have those discussions. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like Amber is doing, you know, sexual empowerment or like pussy empowerment. And somebody's got to do it. And, you know, and I feel like she would say this to women who don't even necessarily look like her because a lot of like, not that Amber Rose is white, but a lot of light-skinned and white feminists preach a feminism that is only relevant to their lives. Right. And I feel like Amber Rose would, you know, gladly address a room full of black girls and girls of color of all shapes and sizes and heights and experiences everything right like Like, sure so i think amber rose does a better job of like intersectional feminism and inclusivity than a lot of the mainstream feminism stuff does but i think where she's lacking is that it's all with her the message always seems to be about nobody can tell me not to put my pussy online and that that's doing too much and nobody can call me a slut and this is like that those are real and important things but like feminism being a feminist is about working towards eradicating the the societal structures that are in place that keep women from being equal to men and, I, and what you're saying is important like it's valid and good and all that but you're constantly positioning yourself as a feminist kind of like when taylor swift does in in response to somebody being mean or saying something about her it's kind of like you pop up with this feminist thing every time somebody says something about you that you don't like. And it's just kind of, it doesn't feel real to me. But I'm sure somebody's getting something out of it. And so, you know, good luck to those girls. I just don't, I wouldn't mind it as much as if I felt like it was like a bridge leading into a larger, more fulfilling conversation. Mm-hmm. And it might be because I really don't, I don't even follow Amber Rose. I don't mm-hmm. pay too much attention to her. I don't dislike her or anything like that, yep. but I wouldn't know. And I'm sure that there are like plenty of booths, vendors, and loads of people who go out to the slut mm-hmm. walk who are like there with the actual facts yeah. and who can do a better job at facilitating those conversations or whatever. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when it comes to Amber Rose and for her to be the one with these millions of followers who's constantly talking about feminism from that angle I just want it to be more than just right. I can have my pussy out bitch and you can't say nothing to me well yeah. you're right you know what I'm saying but yeah. and Amber Rose can be a bridge to feminism because she reaches a community that traditional mainstream feminism doesn't right. just like Cardi B is a lot of girls introduction to being like oh I don't have to take care of these niggas I no don't shit. have to suck dick I don't have to like no shade I feel like Cardi is way more equipped I mean, yeah. Cardi actually surpasses <laughs> my expectations. Truly. Anymore. I've heard that woman open her mouth so many times and say stuff that have been like, like Cardi. Yeah. So <laughs> like you spent some time in a library after school. <laughs> like, I mean, right. I feel like Cardi didn't see the game. I mean, obviously Amber Rose has too, but Cardi's just like, nah, you know what? These niggas, take what you want or need from these niggas and keep it and the tell them fuck niggas moving. To fucking that's be it. That fuck she just speaks that. from her heart. I don't even feel like she's, you know, like out here trying to prove anything. But that's a message like, young yeah. girls that who come from the same place Cardi does really need to hear. Absolutely. And so, yeah, you can definitely be, you don't have to be like the feminist queen and just like so perfect about all even Beyonce when Beyonce was at the VMAs and had that feminist up on screen and all that that was a lot of people's introduction or Beyonce embracing it was the turning point for a lot of black girls to be like let me see what this feminist thing is right exactly if Beyonce is doing it bitch let me at least find out you know equality bitch what that's crazy right so you know it's not I'm not taking nothing away from Amber it's just for me the whole feminist thing it doesn't feel it's not crawling Real. over it's, all the way it's hollow it's yeah. hollow it feels too commercial to be really about feminism but again whoever it's working for I'm glad yeah 
Amen. You doing something? Because at the end of the day, she's still right, bitch. That's her pussy, and she and can do whatever she allowed. wants to with it. Yes, <laughs> and there's a horrible double standard about men and women and sex in this society. So, Absolutely. You know, when it comes right down to it, I'm still gonna be on her side, but I'm not gonna be at no marches and shit. <laughs> <laughs> when like I don't, mm-mm, I don't know. Especially since mm-mm. there's so many slut walks that happen all around the world. So. Yeah. I mean, there's no need for me to align myself with Amber Rose's slut walk specifically. Not to say that I don't want to or whatever. I just want to feel a little bit more substance. It's <laughs> going to be about something so serious. That's all I'm saying. But yes, you're right. She allowed to have her puss out if she wants to. That's right. And she keeps it nice and... Because niggas, it's not real. Niggas don't care about feminism. Niggas are like, oh, how dare you? Oh, my baby mama could never. You damn right. Because Amber Rose would never be your baby mama. <laughs> Why would Amber Rose ever look at you? Are you kidding? Like, you got a lot of fucking nerve. Oh, her son's going to see that one day. Do you think her son hasn't already? Starting with the day he was born. Do you think Sebastian has not seen his mama's vagina? Especially if Sebastian multiple wanted times. toddlers who'd be motherfucking in the bathroom with you. Every, every time, time you're in the bathroom. Toilet, what you doing? Like, how come yours look different than mine? Sitting here hanging out. <laughs> like, what? Like, what are you? I mean, at whose mama didn't get ready with a robe that opened up and sometimes you saw her naked body? Like, who? How are y'all acting like you just I mean, never I saw? I don't. I don't know nothing about my mama's areas. <laughs> I don't have any memories. I mean, not like. Amen. <laughs> I can just. I'm just speaking for me. Like, maybe when I was a toddler and God blessed me with removing that shit from my mind. <laughs> But what I can tell you is it's not that deep. And you need it to is need to not that deep. Minding your fucking Amen. business. Amen. Wow, that took an eternity. I mean, they love it, you know, so fine. I do, I'm doing this for y'all and your your <laughs> trips, your commutes. and Your plane rides. All of that. This is for y'all. Thank you. All right, we're done with Six Ed World. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Okay, we're back, and it is now time for us to do our listener letters. It is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We have an update from Nia, the one who um, asked if she was being bitter over her best friend's new man because he was at the house all the time, getting on her nerves. And she said... Thanks for the advice. It turned out to be similar to a situation that my mom had who said she was guilty of doing the same thing when she and my father first began dating. Like they spent every day together for a year. (laughs) And so she said, fortunately, during this phone conversation with my mother, my friend overheard some of my complaints. And now her man has gone by 11, has quieted down significantly, stopped eating my chips, no longer uses up all the ice, has finally started to refill the water in my pitcher when he drinks out of it. And he has learned to knock before barging into the bathroom. He's 
can't stand your ass. <laughs> I mean, he's barely over here now, too. <laughs> With these new changes, I found I'm not irritated anymore. I know that's right. I'm still slightly hurt that my best friend and I don't hang out as much, but it's not as sore now. Neither one of us has ever been with someone as long as they've been together and it threw me for a loop. This is the new normal and he may end up being a permanent fixture in her life. If my parents are anything to go by, I think it was this new situation combined with him always in my house running up the bills like y'all said that led to my reaction. After all, if you can't have peace in your home, where can you have it? Thanks again for the advice. Love, Nia. Well... Sounds like your problem was solved. Well, then, well, I guess. (laughs) He's no longer in your house getting on your nerves. That's what's really important. As long as you and your friend don't, you know, y'all not mad or nothing about that, then. Yeah, as long as she's not bitter or acting funny, but you're saying that she's still. I mean, you need to go and fix that yourself. Are you going to be like, hey, girl, let's go to a movie or let's go shopping? I need some shoes or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. go and see what that's about. But that's always, that was always the bigger issue. Yeah. All right. So this first question comes from Cassandra who says this is a real question on a topic that is dividing my office I want to know between Peppermint Shea Coulee Trinity Taylor or Sasha Velour oh my god who do you think should win the crown my uh, office believes it will be between Shea Coulee and Sasha Velour my damn. co-worker thinks RuPaul will pick Sasha Velour I tend to agree but we all really prefer Shea Coulee Duh. could you see a double crown for this season thanks Cassandra have they double crowned someone on the show before on the season before I feel like they did maybe once and never no they never double crowned anyone no I don't think so. Mm. I know that they've had people win, like, they've had, like, two people tie, like, a challenge on the show before, but I don't ever think they've had two winners. Either way, uh, definitely Shea Coulee. I gagged the other day when she tweeted me and was like, uh, mm-hmm. hey, bitch, listen to the show. So sick me. Can I come on? And I was like, absolutely, whenever the fuck you want. So <laughs> That's just a matter of time. When that works out. Because you are absolutely welcome whenever you would like to come sit on this couch. Shea Coulee has been slaying all season, has always had a great attitude, super funny, great drag. And I just, I hope that she wins. But, I I mean, I want Shay to win. If Sasha wins, I will accept that. Because I also really enjoy Sasha uh, Velour. Not crazy about Trinity. Vert, like, or Peppermint. I like Peppermint. Oh, okay. I do like Peppermint. I just feel like sh- Trinity was a little mean sometimes during mm-hmm. the season. But... Great drag queen. She's a great drag queen. Yeah, I've put it on my list of shows that I need to catch up on because literally everybody keeps talking about it and I am kind of sick of not knowing what everybody (laughs) And I'm just so glad they finally put it on VH1 because it should have been on VH1 so long ago. It should have. It's such a great show. It's so entertaining, perfectly campy, really, really funny. I loved listening to... um, RuPaul add extra names to Nina Benina Brown's name all season long. And I love when they have, like, when they're doing their um, their makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they have these really deep and meaningful conversations about their experiences growing up gay. Peppermint is trans and talked about that and that whole experience. They talked about losing people um, during Pulse and all kinds of stuff. Eating disorders, HIV, all kinds of like really mm. meaningful conversations. They find ways to slip that shit in there too. So reasons I stand for a drag race. Okay. Well, I look forward to catching up on it then because... I mean, I think you've got like, Sounds I th- fun. think it's, I think the finale is like Friday. Yeah, no, I know. But I don't have anything to do. 
into Oh, yeah. So. It's not going to pay you too <laughs> Right. Much, right? No, I'll figure it out. Yes, no, it's worth it. So our next question comes from Georgianne, who says, my question is about my fiance. We met at work four years ago and instantly hit it off and were best friends for a year before anything happened to us. After a year of intense dating, we moved in and six months later, she popped the question and OFC said yes. Oh, I, of fucking course, said yes. We have been together <laughs> for about you got three. Wait before I would have. <laughs> we have been together now for about three years and are getting married next year. She's great and I'm crazy about her. But since we've been together, she's become fitness crazy. She's lost a lot of weight and is looking amazing, even though to me she looked amazing before. But I feel like it is negatively affecting our sex life. Hmm. We were both in relationships when we met and we were just friends for over a year before actually getting together. So in the beginning, our sex life was amazing. She used to make me feel so sexy and like the most beautiful girl in the world, something my ex-boyfriend definitely did not do. (laughs) And we probably had sex every other day and the sex just kept getting better. Obviously, as time goes on, I'm not expecting for it to still be as often as that. We have jobs and lives and shit to do. But now it's at a point where it's barely once every two weeks, which to me is just not enough. My concern is we are only three years in and we're getting married next year. And whenever I bring it up, she gets so defensive and always says some dumb shit like, oh, I was planning on having sex tonight. But now you put me off. Um, I guess that's a British thing. Like now I'm annoyed or now I'm now I don't want to put me off. I I think that's are are they British? Yeah, I think she's. Yeah. mm -hmm. Her email address is from the UK. I mean, I don't know. So that put me off. I think put me off means like put me out the mood. I'm just taking the context clues and running with that, yeah. Okay. I always end up feeling like the bad guy when all I want is some loving. I feel like now I'm (laughs) at a point where I've given up trying because I just feel like she's not that into me anymore and it's making me feel shitty. I also feel like since she's lost weight, she's way more picky and insecure about herself, which makes me not want to have sex either. She's the first person I've the first woman I've properly been with. Oh, this is so British. Yeah, it is. And in the beginning, she didn't want to do anything sexually that would make me uncomfortable. And I was nervous I wouldn't be good at it. So it took a couple months before I did anything. <laughs> so cute. Now we are well over that hump, but I can't help but feeling like maybe it's something I'm doing wrong or just not well <laughs> as I'm not as experienced. I'm well over that hump. <laughs> My lovely lady. <laughs> oh my! God, I'm not 30. as experienced as the girl she's used to. We're both 26, and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. What do I do, girl? What love, George? You know who you want to spend the rest of your life with at 26. <laughs> you know what? Right? There's plenty of y'all who feel that way at like at 19, and mm-hmm. then you got like the notebook ass real life. Yeah. couples who managed to like marry their high school sweetheart and stay with that motherfucker forever like y'all are awesome mm-hmm. I don't Ooh, know I knew a couple like that they had like four or five kids and were together from like middle school oh I but they I just got like divorced D- damn like <laughs> never mind you could at least kept the bad ending to yourself <laughs> and gave these hoes some hope at home god damn <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen to you. I'm sure you and your fiance are. Oh, yeah, no. Somebody corrected me the other day. I made a mistake saying that something about divorce rates climbing, and someone was like, well, actually, divorce rates are lower than they've been in the past something. Oh, well, so, shut me up. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, there. You can have that. Um, Probably because fewer people are getting married because more women are like, what do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah, that's a valid question. I bet that's it. Um, You know... I guess it's just worth having a conversation because this seems like those 
one of those things that will snowball into a bigger, more dramatic issue, maybe a little resentment. And mm-hmm. then by the time y'all actually start fighting, you don't forgot what the fuck, where it started or what she was mad at initially. <laughs> so right. like, you probably just need to be like, okay, look, I know that you are aggravated by me saying that I'm not getting my back broke, but kind of. This is like a real issue for me (laughs) and I'm taking this relationship and this marriage seriously. And so I just want us to be on the same page. What can we do? Do you want me to dress up like Olivia Pope and you could be Fitz? Do you want me to be like, what do you, (laughs) what do we do? Candy said he put a little condensed milk in your pussy. (laughs) That is so disgusting. That is so gross. Candy said you put some sugar in it and it make it sticky. I just always picture condensed milk. That is (laughs) You are so gross. <laughs> I mean, putting sugar in your vagina is the worst idea anyway. But condensed milk. Why would you give me that visual? <laughs> gross. Woo! I what can't if you even put a imagine. Condensed milk there and it was supposed to be like a surprise. I would be like, <laughs> like, be like Bitch, what? you have an infection. <laughs> it's running out of you. You need to get to a doctor <laughs> right now. I sweet madam. Fuck is wrong you with again. you? Bitch, is that pus? What? (laughs) 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 Gross. Not after that period. uh, Okay, but see, all right, and that's but see. Do you know how many women tweeted me and said, "I wish I could be surprised," but the damn ladies' bathroom is sometimes a hellhole. I didn't do anything. I'm just saying. So, y'all have been together for three years, and I feel like lesbians three years every two weeks might. Mm. I mean, there's the whole like lesbian bed death syndrome, which whereas like the idea is that lesbians are just like sex. What's that? You know, <laughs> like you can just kind of start going without it. Um, but it does seem a little soon for that. And also if it's dropped off so much from every other day to like literally twice a month, then maybe it, it is maybe it is an issue with like body image and she feeling a different type of way now about her body or your body or whatever. Like, but I think that's something that she probably if that is the case, she probably does not know how to bring that up with you. Because she's worried about hurting your feelings or y'all crying or something like that. And she probably wants to avoid that at all costs. But it's it's the sort of thing that y'all are going to have to be able to talk through in order to get through it. Like, right. you can't just you can't just pretend like, oh, well, you know, we're just not having sex anymore. And all you ever do is criticize your body and it makes you feel away. And so, you know, maybe this has absolutely nothing to do with our sex life. No, it sounds like it probably does. It's so complicated and kind of annoying because when you're not feeling like you're getting what you need out of sex, it can sometimes feel really petty when you bring it up to a partner. Like, <sighs> I'm not getting what I want. Like, <laughs> mm, I used to have five orgasms. Now I have one. Like, I don't know. Like, it always seems like, like something that, like, so what? Like, we have sex and we can it shouldn't be a big deal but in the grand scheme of things it is a a, you have to have like a healthy sex life with somebody that you're with especially when you're 20 fucking six or at an eight any sort of age where you just are still out there you know what i'm saying like yeah until you're like all right or if you have a sex drive (laughs) if you just have an active sex drive drive, there are some people who don't who can just date and have sex like three times a year (laughs) like i honestly don't need to have sex that often yeah i really am okay so it's not like 
a huge deal to me yeah. if you know a nigga is like I want it every day and then it's just like alright maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday <laughs> you know, like, let me stretch I was like alright you know what I'm saying especially since we have a whole other journey that we won't bitch and moan oh, about right. today okay but you're right <laughs> we won't go down that road all I'm saying is <laughs> y'all need to chat this out and she needs to be like, like tell that girl look enough of the jokes all right, and the and the ha ha, and oh, I was gonna strap <laughs> up put me off. or whatever. Like, <laughs> no, fuck all that. Like, this means something to me. That yeah. level of intimacy in our relationship is really important to me. It's a, a revitalizing. And I don't want to lose that closeness with you. I don't want to lose that closeness with you. So, what do we do? And because you're lesbians, I have faith in you. <laughs> or any other type of relationship, I would just say break up with that bitch. <laughs> But because you are a lesbian couple, I feel like you will make it Mm -hmm. and you will live a beautiful married life. I feel like y'all just have got to talk about it and maybe it's a difficult conversation, but you have to. You definitely don't want to marry somebody and you feeling sexually stifled and she over here just whatever. Like you have to talk about it. She might not even really know what's going on all the way yet. She might just feel like something's a little off. Maybe she feels weird in her body. Could be pre-wedding jitters, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that you're gonna, you're someone's fiance. I mean, it could be anything. Twenty-six life was so volatile. Like, right? <laughs> I was going through like, so much. Twenty-six is like the beginning of a curve. Yeah, me. like it was like that. Twenty-six to twenty-nine, whoo, will be your ass. It was bad. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was rough. Actually, it was rough for me till about thirty-two. So. What was that Britney Spears song? I'm not a girl. <laughs> Girl, don't tell me what to believe. Like, get a woman. That's how you feel. I used to really love me some Britney Jean. I loved her. I truly did. Like, people made fun of me. They're like, you're too black for this. I'm but, sticking to my theory of she's not here anymore. So, our, <laughs> our last question comes from Cody, who says, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure the guy I've been dating for four months took money from me on two separate occasions. Probably. Once he took my lunch to <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds like niggas. Once he took my laundry to the laundromat for me, usually I have one bag, which is $10, but this time I had two and I figured it would be double the price. So I gave him $22 for both and a tip for the laundromat attendant. He didn't bring back any change. The other day I took two bags to the laundromat and it was only $12 because apparently there's a base price and then they charge extra for poundage. So now I'm suspicious. Yes, that is how it works. Yeah. It's like a $10 base and then they charge you for how much your laundry weighs. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> Number two, I'm almost positive I had $12 in cash in my wallet the other day and then after he left the house, I only had seven. This makes me feel... <laughs> I picked this because of the low dollar amounts, truly, because I feel like it illustrates a point. (laughs) This makes me feel very uneasy. It's not so much about the money because it is only $13, (laughs) but it makes me feel very cheap and distrustful that someone I'm spending a fair amount of time with is taking things from me. I don't necessarily want to confront him because if I'm wrong, it seems like a sort of fucked up thing to accuse someone. (laughs) My question is, what do I do? Thanks for the help. Should I set a trap? Cody. (laughs) So the laundry, (laughs) the laundry is 
that's that's like a dead giveaway. That's like yeah. That's a whole ten dollars <laughs> that he was just like, well, don't mind if I do. Extra going on my MTA card. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm getting all the money. Now the the money in your wallet, unless you are like positive that you had it and then positive you it was gone after he left and that's something else i would just i would probably not lean so much on that but the laundry situation is like it's clear my thing is i don't understand what you were so worried about confronting him for if that nigga came back and didn't bring you your change i would have been like like i would have said something you know i don't even think i would have made a big deal out of it because i didn't think there would be change because remember the first time it was like, oh, I sent two bags of laundry and I thought it would be double the price because one bag is 10. So I thought so two would be 20. So you never questioned yeah. anything So he came back with back. no change and you didn't think nothing about it until you took the laundry the next time and then it was $12. And you was like, huh. Okay. That <laughs> so, makes sense. All right. It's like, hmm. <laughs> I just keep thinking, your man must be so broke. He must be so broke. $10? Really? Like, you wouldn't just come back to my apartment and be like, hey, it was only 12. Here's your money. Really? What? Broke or not, I'm just like, your man. Yeah, don't even let, don't let me not even say broke. That's just trifling. That's just really, that's trifling. Because it's kind of (laughs) like. Because there are plenty of broke people who wouldn't do you like that. Exactly. (laughs) That's just just, rude. In my brokest, I would have been like, here's your seven, eight dollars, whatever. But. I just don't understand why, <laughs> again, you need to know whether or not he took the money out your wallet. Because that's completely different. Some so, yes, niggas, maybe you should set a trap. Some young trifling niggas would have just taken that change and thought nothing of it. Especially with it being $10. He would have felt like it wasn't a big deal and I wanted some large fries and a nugget or something like that. But that's that. not your money. Right, but uh-uh, that's what I'm that's saying. Not your money. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of niggas feel like if I'm your nigga, and that's you know, like I could spend this change. What is it? It's ten dollars, and you already didn't say nothing to me about it. Uh-uh. But <laughs> I kill you. I'm what? just using. I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> I'm just saying like I don't. I can't tell you uh-uh. if he like took it with like with the understanding that he is stealing your money. But I'm going to say four months into a relationship, you should not feel like you can take those liberties. Listen, you and I are cut from a different cloth. Four months. We don't look. What did Kia say? (laughs) Well, you have sense. You can't make sense out of nonsense. I don't know how these niggas be thinking. I just know what niggas do. And I know niggas would have been like, well, I mean, I just wanted to make flurry. And like, I don't understand. The machine was Jimbo's was right there on the corner. And I just didn't see why I couldn't have some pancakes. Like, so what? You hate me now? You don't want me to eat? Like, I'm just coming up with all of the excuses. You know what I'm saying? So So you hate me now? (laughs) Niggas do be dramatic like that. Absolutely. So you wanted me to die of hunger? Over 10. $10 $10 so you don't fuck with me now for $10 I can go to the ATM right now and get your little raggedy $10 thank you please do you should have brought my $10 back to me nigga fuck is you talking about I would that's what I'm saying it's so different if he actually took the money out of your wallet because a lot of niggas will come up with a whole lot of excuses and then you gonna find yourself arguing over $10 with this nigga <laughs> and you like went into it not sure whether or not you wanted to because you can't gonna be mad because why am I arguing over $10 because but, niggas don't uh, give a fuck about the principle it's your $10 though that's the thing that's like, what I'm saying niggas don't give a fuck about the principle they hear that and they're like what principle of weed is cool like I don't like, they, it's that never <laughs> sits with them so 
you if you were to be sure that this nigga took money out of your wallet, that's a completely different conversation than if he just kept your change. I just feel like I have always, when buying something for other people or whatever, like kept their change in a different pocket from mine. Each here's your receipt and here's your money. Every time. I don't get this. I don't lose track of a nickel. Uh uh. No, I really don't. If like when Fran gave me her money to get her that formation jacket, the way I was holding on to Fran's merch during that whole show, like, this is somebody else's get shit. <laughs> don't, don't touch hoes. This, this one don't even belong this to me. This don't belong to me or you. Becca. I like, just don't understand taking somebody's money and just be, oh, well, that's my girl. It's whatever. It's $10. She ain't going to care. I just don't. That mindset is foreign to me. Niggas are totally. so fucking complicated because this is a bigger issue. This is about whether or not this nigga is taking from you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And... It is a small amount of money. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you just want peace of mind that you're not dating a thief. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But if you confront him without all the information you need, it's just going to be a petty ass yeah. argument. But at the end of the day, I can still ask you why the fuck you ain't bring my $10 back mm-hmm. to me. And really, if his reasoning is not good enough and he argues with you about it, that's a good enough reason to break up with him. It's only four months into this anyway. I'm I mean, not going to yeah, argue with a with nigga who... Uh, if if I call you out on that, your response should be, oh my God, babe, you're right. I'm so sorry. Let me go get your money right now. And then you leave my apartment and go get my money and come back with it. Unless this happened like two months ago. I mean, I just, because this is not, that's trash. So I would like, well, I, I would set out like a 10, three fives and six ones. <laughs> oh my God. Enough loose bills for him to feel like, oh, if I take a few, she won't notice. I could take a five or two ones. She ain't, it's a big stack of money, you know, something I would. I would set a trap. And I would see how long my money sat there unbothered. I would count it all the time. Is Cody male or female? Um, I don't even think it matters. Um, <laughs> it does matter. Uh, well, this is like a fake email address that they came up with. And they told me to come up with a name. But based off of the email address, I'm going to say this is a girl. Oh, okay. So, but, I mean, my advice is still the same. What? Yeah, my advice doesn't yeah. change. I was just curious. I would set up, like, a six ones, something like that, and then you look the next time, and two of your ones are gone, like, mm-mm. Nope, I know good and damn well. You know what? This is so petty and so much to do over a nigga, but I don't disagree with you. <laughs> because at the end of the day, I it's like, know how for else sure are you going to find out? You know what me. I mean? Yes. How am I going to know? Although I still don't think that nigga should have kept your change. Yeah. I just, I I can't get away from that. I cannot move niggas. away from that. And I know that motherfucker would have been like, I was on the way back. First of all, I was dropping <laughs> off your laundry, <laughs> doing you a favor. So I... I can't have a big gulp, bitch. Like, Even though if you usually have one bag and now all of a sudden you have two and then you had two again, it sounds like you're probably doing his laundry too. Maybe. If all of a sudden your laundry bill is going Come on, up with consistently. Like, with the detective. I'm order. just saying. These are the words she I mean, you're me. probably correct. <laughs> so it's even more egregious for him not to come back with your motherfucking body. I'm just lost. <laughs> like, I don't know how that happens. I would be... Truly, if you don't have the patience to set the trap, I would I would go in with the laundry but, thing. Because I can't think of how else you're going to find this out. Yeah. Because I just feel like take, keeping your change, although he shouldn't have done that, is a way four months. Thing we to argue we're not about. close enough for you to just not bring back my change at four months. We not. Mm-mm. No, I'm not. I agree with we you. Not. But what I'm saying is that's a way more petty. I think that I could get over that versus you taking my money out my wallet. 
is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. If I really wanted to be with you. I mean, yeah, because taking money out of my wallet is just direct theft. Exactly. There's no other way to look at it. Even if all he took was $5, that's $5 that was not his. Like, whereas the laundry thing is indirect theft. You gave him the money. He was supposed to give it back and did not and led you to believe that you he has spent it all on laundry. Like, that's deception. Because even if I was just ballsy enough and I felt comfortable enough with you to take that change and go buy some peanut M&Ms and some Break up with this nigga. Whatever. Like, Break up with this nigga. What? I still would have came back and been like, oh, you know, that there was like $10 change, but I was hungry. Is that cool? Or something. Right. Like, not saying anything to you is so different. And I want to say break up with this nigga too. I just don't want to fall into habit. no because you lied to me when you came back upstairs and did not say hey babe laundry's only $12 not $22 you did if you're gonna lie to me over something that stupid and steal my money how much no break up with this what girl stop wasting your fucking time niggas is trash yeah four months is enough to be like don't trust you (laughs) (laughs) oh for something so small like that is the smallest trust test and he failed it nigga really (laughs) surprised I was like that dick must be good as soon as you finish the fucking letter cause I was like the fact that you're like doing all this should I trap him like all right, let me look at my bad night. Let me think of a reason I can keep this nigga around. Because <laughs> right. I'd have been like, uh, you didn't bring me this motherfucking... I could have went to Harlem Shake and got me some jerk fries, ho. Okay, don't let me find out. My face at the laundry house when I found out the laundry was only 12 and <laughs> right. I went, like, now wait just one motherfucking minute. I would have had that kill bill. <laughs> and you stole the $2 tip for the laundry lady. Wow. Yeah, girl, break up with that nigga. Please trash, let us trash, know what happens, because I want to. Yes, send us an update. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com, and we'll be back. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. All right, it's time for the read. It is. Do you have one this week? I actually do not. Mm. So what I'm going to do is pass my read. Okay. Pass the read like we used to. Shout out to Kia, shout out to Jay, shout out to uh, Getting Grown Podcast. Go listen to that. Um, All right, so I picked out this lovely read from a a batch of people, loads of motherfuckers, (laughs) um, doing something similar to the last read I passed, which was cussing out a bitch, telling that motherfucker, I don't want your nigga. (laughs) I promise you, like, I read, like, three of those today. I'm so into it. Um, Including a lesbian couple, or a lesbian well, I don't know if she was a lesbian, but I think she was cussing out mm. a girl saying, I don't want your bitch. Anyway, <sighs> this one instead, I think you'll like. I love it. The title is 31 Flavors of Fuckboy. Oh this my is God. from King. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a, a blast. <laughs> Apparently, it's also kind of an update. It says, uh, this email is brought to you by a mix of bourbon and whiskey on the rocks and JoJo's Reckless. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Um, it says, let me preface this preface this by saying that this is a mixture of a read and an update and hopefully a cautionary tale. Now, I don't really remember the letter, but I'm going to read it anyway. First things first, men, 
There's more to being a fuckboy than just cheating or beating all your women or even being verbally, verbally abusive. I had written in about a year or so ago about my gal. I'm just going to say gal every time. <laughs> okay. Because that's what it says. <laughs> being more hype about it being Beyonce's birthday than it being mine. Now, do you remember that? Vaguely. Like, I kind of vaguely remember it, too. Yeah. But not so much. But this is really old. He says it's come like a year change. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Long story short, I realized that I was a fuck boy in a way I didn't even realize was even considered fuckery. <laughs> so if you remember that old ass question, it was me asking about my gal as she and her friends seemingly had a birthday celebration for Beyonce instead of me. When I got home, I saw decorations and a damn cookie cake for Beyonce. <laughs> we shared the same birthday, but I was like, God damn. <laughs> I took your advice and tried to ease into the conversation. Turns out my dumb ass forgot that she asked me what my ass wanted to do. Not only that, but she mentioned that since I didn't want to do anything, she was going to invite her friends over to watch Beyonce videos instead of the two of us celebrating. Damn. Needless to say, a few months later, we ended up breaking up <laughs> after three years uh, us talking about getting married and all of that shit that comes with it. Mm. A year and three months later, I'm still going through the breakup. So men, just because you don't put your hands on a woman or cheat or be negative to her doesn't mean you're fully feeding her. <sighs> it doesn't mean that you're giving her everything you need. If you're not if you're not listening to her and are not fully appreciating her thoughts, then you can and will end up like me. And let me tell you, when you find and lose the one, each and every day is a struggle without her. Oh. Not only that, <laughs> I'm living. <laughs> but you're spending oh. money on therapy and liquor to try and get your mind Damn. right. So I'm writing this as a warning. Niggas Men, sick. women, whatever you identify as, this isn't a life I'd wish on another. So please understand that there's more to not living up to what your significant needs than just the comfort that you're not out here slanging your penis. Woo. If there's something you need to do, talk to your significant. Truly listen. Because if there's anything I could take back, it'd be me truly Hearing what she had to say, not just me treating her right, not just me being faithful, but making sure that every other aspect of what she needed was taken care of, King. Damn. So it was kind of like him reading himself. I see. And other fuckboys. You know, and so. and it seems like after some time in therapies, he's realized just how fucked up he... Mm. God gave you two yeah. ears. Two of them. Yeah. Just use one. <laughs> Wow. And so you are miserable every day without her. Damn. A year and three months later, nigga is still sick. Yikes. Woo. We should learn something from that. And hopefully mm. you can apply that. I'm sure you will to your next relationship, whether it be with the lady you lost or after a year and three mm, months. No. Same like that I same. mean, I bet she has moved on to somebody I mean, who is like. I mean, let's not rub it in. He's hurting. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, Sorry, I just this is too this is too much relevant to yeah, we <laughs> other don't have things, to go there. right? So I'm just, <laughs> like, hmm, oh, you hurt, huh? Yeah, you sick? I bet. I bet you are really sick right now. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a read this week either. I just want to say first of all, fuck the Golden State Warriors, especially fuck Kevin Oof. Durant. It will be fuck Kevin Durant forever. I don't at me. I don't give a shit. Fuck you guys and fuck him too. Rihanna agrees. Uh. <laughs> I love that she posted that Jordan cry face on her on her Instagram. Did you see the Lion King video she posted? <laughs> no. You need to go to her Instagram and watch to. it. Oh, I love her. But I am also going to pass my read this week. This one comes from Rachel, 
who has a word for white people since we are being ushered into the summer months and this is something that seems to come up time and time again. Oh my God. <laughs> I know where this is going. So Rachel says, oh God. Dear white people. Oh God. It is not because I am black that my skin is not skin just like yours. Don't get it twisted. Of course, my melanin takes it to a whole other level. However, first and foremost, I am tired of white people assuming that because I am black, I do not need sunscreen. Yes, I can spend more than five minutes in direct sunlight and I won't burn and peel and look like a tomato like you. But that does not mean I am immune to skin cancer or sunburns. I am black, not a Martian. I am so done with your stupid ass <laughs> jokes and ignorant comments about my sunproof skin. Bitches call google she is your friend ask her about black people's immunity to sunburns and please miss me with all of your bullshit i got a sunburn once while i was on the beach one day and that shit hurt enough to permanently remind me to always wear sunscreen i learned my lesson and y'all's lobster looking asses should too and while we're on the subject when you and your white friends get a slight tan, please refrain from commenting on each other's pictures with, oh my God, you're so black or nig status or whatever the fuck else. Nig status. Understand that you can sit in the sun until you are crispy as fuck, but you will never be black. Black is not just something you can temporarily put on and stunt for social media with. Black is not just a cute little adjective for your basic ass tan. Black is not just up for grabs. And this summer, white people need to do better. Keep your mouths closed and your skin moisturized so you don't end up looking like a beat up baseball mitt in in just a few years wow. you're welcome sincerely rachel sincerely rachel sounds like the name of her show <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like, so i'm wondering how young she is for white people to be putting nig status on right instagram photos i do nigg. hear a lot of our c captions and stuff from white people when they get their tan talk about like oh you're, pra- you're practically black now yeah black girl today Girl, what? Like, mm. if you don't shut your motherfucking ass, mm-hmm. I have to be honest. I thought she was gonna talk about mustiness, but that was way more. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just. I'm surprised yeah. that people. It's even a lot of black people that feel like they ain't got to use sunscreen. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of black people who do not realize that we actually do need sunscreen. But white people being like, because growing up in Oklahoma, the sun is just right there yeah. on the plains, the and you're gonna get dark. Yes, you're gonna, and you're gonna go outside. Because you're yeah. not going to be in my house all day right. being loud. So, I mean, we would see white kids, you know, after the summer was over, you know, going back to school. And they'd be like, oh, I'm almost as dark as you. Oh, I got a tan. Oh, my God. I almost look. I went to cheer camp with white girls when I was in eighth grade. And I was the only oh, black cheerleader on the squad. My mama texted me a picture of when I was on the cheerleading squad a couple years ago. And she was like, do you need therapy from this? I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I, I think right. so, actually. Looking at this picture is bringing up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's bringing up a lot. Because they used to do the, oh, your hair is nicer than the other black girls thing with me. Like, how do you get off? Like, how, how am I really supposed to respond to that? And I'm the only black person here like there's nobody that can back me up it's just me a llama and the children of you're the not court. gonna feed me from your hands <laughs> i'm like right they do that oh. and it is so so i feel you girl white people they get just a little dark in june and then all of a sudden it's i look latina <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> bitch if you don't put that bronzer down and stop lying to yourself <laughs> fuck out of here Ugh. and a special fuck you to chloe and kylie kardashian Jenner oh, gross. Fuck they do now. for stealing shit from black girls what else is new but this time like blatantly doing it and <laughs> what was it uh, Chloe stole from that the Destiny Blue girl who does the, oh, the dazzled stuff yes yeah 
<laughs> and Chloe sent her a cease and desist and she was like, I actually won't talk about the fact that this happened and here are the emails and here are my designs and here are the ones you copied. So fuck yourself. <laughs> Thanks so much. And I think this they've been silent since, haven't they? Yeah. Same thing with Kylie. She they the thing is like how y'all leave a paper trail? Chris is slipping up. How Did y'all they... emailing these bitches talking about, oh, send us some samples, send us your designs, Kylie loves your clothes. And then a few months later you reproducing the same shit. Like how are y'all that sloppy? How is that happening? That's the way. Did you I know don't get that, it? Did you know that Sony Norwood sued them? So, for what? First of all, I did not know that Kim Kardashian used to be Brandy stylist uh-huh. and Ray J. I did. Explains a lot. Mm-hmm. But apparently, um, Sony sued them, wait, like, I don't know if it was 2009 or something, because she said that they were using Brandy's credit card for charges that were unauthorized. What? She sued them for like six figures, I think. What? I don't know if, like, if they got settled. I read it. I don't remember what happened to the, the case that or whatever. Is crazy. But, like, I just heard this, like, last week. Wow. Well, you know, my first thought is, but the Kardashians have always been rich. Why would they do that? But then thinking that they've also always stolen from black people. So maybe this is just when it was happening before the rest of us could see it, you know, on Twitter and TV. I mean, that was pre-sex tape, pre-keeping Right, that was pre-everything. I mean, not to say they weren't still rich as fuck, but it may have just been like... I mean, them kids was never we're young and bad and And we're just going to go Yeah, we're just going to go shopping. If it actually happened. And Brandy didn't notice because Brandy's like... (laughs) But you know who did? (laughs) Sonia. Sonia was like, let me me take a look at them MS charges last month. Consistent early (laughs) Wig. <laughs> she was born in that wig. I know you didn't spend no $80,000 at Intermix. Right, exactly. <laughs> Bitch, what? Right. So, thank you all for sending your reads. If you have one that you want to pass to us, email that to read at gmail.com. I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr at This Is The Read and This Is The Read.com. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all them other apps and shit um <laughs> do you have oh congratulations on wrapping up the tour yay thank you I just figured out what I'm gonna name this week's episode I, lo- I love when you take yourself down oh god I love that that's I my I hope everyone part. gets it no totally everybody knows what that is alright anyway <laughs> so okay so, yeah thanks to everyone who came out <laughs> Mess. So the tour, um, finally free. Uh, shout out to Toronto. I had so much fun. I got to stay right next to the Views Needle, which apparently is not called the Views Needle, but we had fun talking about that. I had a blast in DC as mm. always. I had a great time in Charlotte and great food. And you guys brought me marijuana. Um, major, 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 huge, huge, huge thanks to my bro Asante for accompanying me on stage and yeah. being a funny man with me thanks to alex thanks to chanel thanks to michelle thanks to patrick thanks to mike thanks to everybody who came along on tour and helped wow us this is an acceptance speech and, <laughs> i mean you are so popping this is something that was hard yeah it it's a has tour. been on my mind every day since late last year it was a lot of work it was very stressful it was something that uh, meant a lot to me. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who came out. Thanks to everybody who went and helped with the shows and all of that stuff and dealt with my attitude when I had one, which was plenty. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next tour. Uh, in the meantime, we're mm-hmm. ready to celebrate June 25th. 
305 Live Part 3. If you've been, you already know. If you haven't, then you probably do, or maybe you've heard. It's going to be nonstop um, trap, hip-hop, <laughs> R&B, reggae nonsense. I've got DJ Queen of Spades. I've got Come my on, hometown nonsense. hero, DJ Dimples, coming to uh, spin for you girls. There will be money flying everywhere and ghetto-ness and uh, liquor. And <laughs> like friends. every year. Like every year. It's going to be great on a Beautiful rooftop Pride weekend. So it's come be out, fun. have a great time. June 25th, you can go to fury305.com to get tickets for that. And I think that's it for me this Okay. Week. I will be in Detroit on Sunday for the Allied Media Conference at the closing plenary on Sunday. So if you have tickets to AMC, I will see you there on Sunday and we'll hang out and talk about the stuff we're talking about. <laughs> and all that. Also, happy birthday to my nephew who is turning five this weekend. Mexican is five. Five. Years old. He is five, and nothing hurts my heart more than when he asks for some fucking curries for his birthday. I'm like, Yikes. you're gonna make me spend my money on Steph Curry and shoes, and I'm I'm gonna I'm going I'm going. I'm going on you Friday no and I'm, I'm buying the shoes. So it's fine. I mean, just, but yes, my baby's turning five. Um, also, shout out to Janet Mock for releasing her new book, Surpassing Certainty. I am so excited. Of course, Woo-hoo. the follow up to Redefining Realness. So excited to get into that. And Roxanne Gay, her new book, Hunger, just came out. I just started that and it's already like broken my heart and made me like all introspective and everything. So just shout out to Black Girl Book Season because honestly, it's been popping for like well over a year now. And I'm just i'm so full i'm so into it so yes keep shining and all that love y'all uh that's about it for this week i don't have an acronym okay (laughs) but i will say that flint still doesn't have clean water i think i'm gonna start doing that like that girl who has a picture who shows it's been Wasn't this Wasn't she like Little Miss Flynn or something? Was that just, picture? Yes. Yeah. I'm starting doing that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. <laughs> Every episode. All so, right. See you next week. Bye. Emmy Award winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because... If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.